we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. It's the best show. My name's Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of the show. I'm going to lower my register down from whatever that was I was doing a second ago. Oh, I know what that was. That was my I'm talking to an adult like they're a four-year-old pitch, which I slide into very easily. Did you have fun on your vacation, adult? But I'm telling you, man, there's some show we got lined up tonight. Usually we got guests, and you're just like, yeah, it was all right. Man, we got guests tonight. It's going to make every other show look like a pile of trash. Make the other best shows look like... what? the reheated refuse that these other shows pass off is like their best foot forward, man. You get ready. You sit back. You relax. Crack open a little, uh, what are you going to do? Amstel light, right? Well, Mike's got his Coors light. He's fired up. He's already uh, sideways. This dude's been on a t-shirt bender ever since his, uh, it's like the Beverly Hillbillies, the Bayonne Hillbillies, this guy. He's got a successful t-shirt now. He's going around flashing, uh, you, 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 you'd think he was uh, one of the, the Vanderbilts. Who's on the show? Kurt Vile, author of Trouble Boys. Bob Mare, that's the replacements book. So many more things lined up. When does it happen? Well, for your information, it happens now. Best show.
Guys Show here on another Tuesday evening. My name's Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of tonight's episode of The Best Show. An exciting program lined up for you tonight. The wattage. The star power. Look out, man, because it's coming your way. Kurt Vile's going to be live in studio. Bob Mare, author of Trouble Boys. The true story of the replacements. It's going to be in studio. Others will be in studio. Look out, man. Look, if you can't handle this show tonight, don't listen. There's going to be some people like, I, I'm not ready for what this is supposed to be. I thought I'd rather listen to comedians, two dudes, just riffing. Then go. There's 800 versions of that. No, not here. The phone number, 201-332-3484. That's the number, right? Yeah. 201-332-3484. If you want to call in on the best show, then my friends, I will tell you straight up that... We, the people of the best show, tell the you, the people of New York City, there's a best show mural up. What? What? Yes. Remember when Darth Vader went, what? Yeah, that was... Remember in that one good Star Wars movie? Remember? There's like six bad ones and one good one. But anyway, we're not here to ana- to analyze the Star Wars movies. There's enough places you go get that nerd dumping grounds. They'll talk all day about Watto or IG-88. You get your fill there, your Bosk talk. Hey everybody, welcome to Bosk talk. Really want to talk about the bounty hunters on the deck of the uh that Imperial cruiser from Empire? Who do you think the uh, most badass member of the uh, bounty hunters was? Uh phone number 201-332-3484. Uh My vote uh, obviously Boba Fett, but uh pull it. well then the topic's going to be who's the second most badass member of the uh those bounty hunters? Cuz everybody knows Boba Fett's number 1. I can say Bosk. No, we're not doing that. I don't want anybody to actually call. That's not what we're doing. There's a mural. Hanging. Hanging. It's painted. And you go check this thing out, man. This mural. It is 
on the uh, the uh, the uh, uh, the Bushwick Ridgewood uh, axis on the corner of Wyckoff Avenue and Norman Street by the Halsey L stop, and you go get your this is what you do you go get your picture taken in front of it, and you hashtag it best show rules NYC and you post it and I'm giving prizes out every day to people who send me their pictures taken in front of that thing. Every day. Who knows? Maybe you'll see me in front of it. Playing jacks on the street. Right? I'll just put a sleeping bag down. Make like I'm lined up waiting for Dave Matthews tickets. The Dave Matthews tickets go on sale at 10 in the morning. I got floor seats. I got floor seats. Right where he's. I hope he does that song. You think Dave's gonna do that song? That voice. How's that voice? That's a worse voice than Bob Dylan. Dave Matthews. It's like Adam Sandler. So yes, go get your picture taken in front of the mural in Brooklyn, uh, Bushwick, Ridgewood, uh, uh, La Axis there. Wyckoff and Norman. Yeah, post it. Best show rules nyc and then i'm going to give every day i'm giving prizes out to people who send their pictures in front of it don't miss it get your picture taken in front of it who's good here mike one mike says one's good we'll find out best show hold on no one's gone mike yeah tell you He's not that interested in screening calls anymore. He's interested in his masses shirts. Best show. Hello. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Dan from Akron. Dan from Akron. What's going on in Akron tonight? Oh, you know, just, uh, tire fires, drowning my sorrows about LeBron, you know. Yeah. You shouldn't be drowning your sorrows about LeBron. It should be about those other 11 other losers on the team. That's who you should be drowning your sorrows about. You got one dude showing up to play and 11 guys, uh, they might, they might as well be sitting in the stands eating, uh, uh Cracker Jacks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really actually follow the cast, so I don't know. So you don't even, you're not drowning your sorrows then. Why would you say that? No. Why would, why would you say that? Well, I know you like basketball. I was trying to just, you know, you can talk you. to me like a normal person. See, now you're a weirdo. Now you're the weirdo. Cause you pretended to, oh, well, I guess Tom likes basketball. I'll, I'll call up and, uh, I know the Cavaliers. I think that's the basketball team out here. They're getting their clocks cleaned. I'll uh, act like a super fan, and uh, you know, then we'll get a good, uh, good, uh, good convo going. 
and they'll be off to the races, and he won't even know I was uh, fibbing about Karen, about basketball. But look at you. You're right. Now. It was You're... just my insecurity. I'm sorry. It's all right, Dan. Um, yeah. But anyway, I wanted to call up and talk about who the second most badass bounty hunter on the uh, Star Destroyer is. I don't want to talk about that, but give me your answer. Uh, I think it's IG-88, the robot. Yeah. That skinny robot. I don't know, man. That robot yeah, looks I mean, too tough. Yeah, he looks like if, uh, you know, an Android phone was a real thing. Yeah, they are real things. Oh, Dan. I mean, like, Dan, Dan. Look, I'm a little distracted. Yeah, well, what are you distracted about? Uh, the pizza guy just got here. The pizza guy just got here. You had to fit this call in and order pizza at the same time. I thought I was going to get booted sooner. This is what you do. I want to hear you square up with this pizza guy. Okay. Is he at the door now? Uh, he just buzzed in. He's coming up. Well, I want to hear you do this transaction with the pizza guy, unless you're fibbing about that. No, it's, it's really coming. All right, let's hear this. All right. A bit of a walk, so what, I'll peep out the peephole here. And what did you order? What did you order? I ordered uh, an uh, extra large cheese. An extra large cheese, and who's eating that thing? Just you? No, me and my wife. You and your wife. Hmm. Yeah. Brag much? <laughs> right. Hey, you asked. So All you right. and your wife are going to eat a, a cheese pizza, large cheese. All right, pizza man's here. Hey, you, this is what you you repeat. You repeat everything I say. You repeat everything I say, Dan. How okay. are, and how are you tonight? And how are you tonight? How's it going? Wait, what, who just said how's it going? I did. No, you say to him, and how are you tonight? How are you tonight? You uh, you close to uh, quitting time there? Uh, my friend. Okay. Close to Quentin Tyler. Uh, my are friend. You close to Quentin Tyler. No, they just got one. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. They just got me as a Okay. Now say. Say to him, uh, SSDD, bro. SSDD. SSDD. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have a pen? No, I don't have one on me. Uh, now tip how much are you gonna tip this guy? Uh like three bucks. No, you're gonna tip him you're gonna tip him seven. Alright, I'll do that. Then you say to him, I was gonna tip you three, but the guy on the phone told me to tip you seven. Say that. Yeah, to I was him. gonna tip you three, but the guy on the phone told me to tip you seven. So you're welcome. Tip you two. Alright, he's gone. That was your that was your punishment, cheapo. <laughs> it wasn't that expensive. Yeah, you throw so you threw him an extra few bucks. You tightwad. Well, Toronto it took him like an hour and a half to get here. So, well, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> Why'd you tip him but, that much? <laughs> what are you? What are uh, you a moron? <laughs> I think I took an hour and a half to deliver a pizza. 
What do you come from Italy with it? <laughs> yeah, I think they're shorthanded tonight or something. Yeah, they better be shorthanded. He better. It sounds like for it to take an hour and a half, he should be making the pizzas and then driving them in his car one by one. I think that might have been what he was doing. Yeah. Well. Thanks for the call, Dan. Yep. Best show. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. To whom am I speaking? This is Adam from Tampa. Adam from Tampa. What's going on in Tampa? Well, I just I just wanted to say a very short phrase that's really been on my mind a lot lately. What's that? Fred Melamed in Lady Dynamite, right? I watched the one episode so far. I like I like it. I just only watched one so far. Oh man, he gets so much better through the series. He's great. It's a it's a just his character's an absolutely brilliant detail on that show. Okay. Oh look, I like Fred Melamed. Cy Abelman. We talked Yeah, we talked about him on the Cohen Brothers list. Yeah. And I was yeah, he's a genius. That yeah. guy. Cy Abelman. You got to sell me on Fred Melamed. Well I'm glad we're of uh, of a like mind on that one. Yeah. So what else is going on, Adam? Oh, not a whole lot. Just got done playing some Mario Kart before the show. Mm, My yeah. wife. Just Who do you terrible. play on Mario Kart? Waluigi. Mario. Who? Waluigi. Waluigi. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, Best show. Yeah, what's up? I'm still here waiting to talk about Kerval, man. Yeah, you're here, man. Who's this? No, I'm here. I know I'm here. Hey, this is Chuck from Knoxville. How are you doing? What's up, man? Hey, nothing much. I was just, I was on Twitter. I want to say this first one. Chuck, saw... Chuck. What, what, what? You listen to okay, me, I'm Chuck. I can hear it in your voice. You sound like a guy who's got a, uh, you're predisposed to curse. I can no. Hear it. I can hear it. No. Are you kidding me, man? Man. Okay, what, what if I what if I do that? I'll, I'll pause before I get too excited about something. Yeah, do that. Do that. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so where? On, what, what's, your what's your name it's again? What's your name again? Chuck. Chuck. Chuck from Knoxville. Chuck from Knoxville. Okay. You're saying it like I should know so, it. I don't know who you are. Well, I don't know. You might You might hang out. I don't... Look, Tom, that's, what? that's what this is about. Well, I'm, I'm calling. I'm making it about that. Oh, okay, that's it. Well, that's a good point. I mean, yeah. that's. So what? I mean, I, so what? You you hear you're on Twitter. So, uh, well, Tom, you really hurt my feelings, man. How did I hurt your feelings? Because you, uh, I, I was just. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I see this number. I want to call. I want to see how you're doing. Just you know, really talk, and you just thrown me under the bus. I'm not throwing you under the bus. I'm talking. You're well, the one who can't like, put well, a coherent sentence like together. I can put a lot of co- okay. This is what matters. So you didn't do you, you didn't do yourself the, any you didn't do yourself uh, uh, any great service by going. I can put a co. So anyway, this is what I you you literally can't put a didn't put a coherent sentence together when you were telling yeah. me I can put a yeah, coherent no, sentence together. Point. But Chuck, I'm on your yeah. side, buddy. I, I appreciate that. You know, it's like I guess it's those first time nerves. So I'm like. Trying to rush myself. Yeah, hey, relax. Yeah. Relax, I'm Chuck. Cool. Was a cucumber. Yeah, so you're cool, I'm, man. I'm on Twitter. I see that you have 
her vow that's going to be on the show, that pumps me up a ton. Yeah. And it reminds me of a story that I realize is a pretty good story. So, okay. I'm at this record shop, and I ask this guy at the front desk if he has any posters, and he's only like, yeah, they're all in that box over there. And mm-hmm. I was like, what box? There are boxes everywhere. It doesn't matter. So I, all, I go all the way over there, and I start going through the trash because I thought that's what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. You start like, rooting no, through a garbage. You actually start rooting through yeah. a garbage can. I mean, it was like a it was like a, a cardboard box that they had trash in. Mm-hmm. So I end up looking. Hey, let like me an Chuck. Idiot Chuck. Like let me just ask you. Let, yeah, me, what's up? let me just ask you something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. You ever play Mario Kart? What was that guy talking about? Mario. Dude. Waluigi. I, what is that? I, Waluigi. I don't know. I always play Luigi, but. That's just me, man. Okay, so you're rooting through a garbage can. I'm rooting through a garbage can. You know what posters look like, right? Oh, no, I do. But when somebody... I'm not not great at the cues and stuff. We already went over... Were you kind of like... Were you like, maybe this coffee filter and these dirty coffee grounds are a poster? Well, I was holding it up and I was like, oh, is Mm -hmm. this that... That curveball poster yeah. I'm looking for. Maybe this anyway, is a poster this, here and like, oh no, it's a sandwich wrapper. Yes. And so now I got special sauce all over my fingers. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy walks over to me, obviously thinking I really need help with something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, don't worry about it. He told me it's in this box. And he's like, dude, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, the posters. And mm-hmm. dude's like, no, the box, it ends up being this glass case. The guy was saying box, like the dimensions of a box. Mm-hmm. And I was dumb enough to go over to a cardboard box. Be honest with but me, Chuck. Be honest with me. I'm ready. You were you were pretty uh, you were high when that happened, right? And I'm not putting a judgment on it. No. What? What? I'm not judging. What? I'm not. All it right. sounds like you are. Now you're doing a character. What's my feeling? No, you're I'm very fragile. Around. You're very fragile. I thought you. I thought That's... you Tennessee people were made of. Uh, Stronger stuff. Ooh. I know people from Knoxville who, who would put you to shame in terms of being uh, 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 being uh, rugged. Being a, a true volunteer. Looking at Twitter right now, somebody says this is a fake story. What? Oh, that's that's bullshit. See, and you cursed, you dunce. Oh, you dunce. Oh, okay, you got me. You got me. You got me. Sorry, hey. I am fragile. Hey, Chuck. Okay, Chuck. I'm listening. Drop What's dead. Up, yeah, bum. I'm not going to curse, man. Man, what do you think I'm going to curse, man? Shameful. Right, Mike? It's one of your people. And I don't mean drop dead literally. I just hope he... You know what I hope happens to him? I hope he spills a glass of water on his pants. That's what I hope. I don't want him to literally drop dead. But you know what I do want? Literally? I literally want you to be able to do the website that you want to do. The website you dream of. Getting your thoughts and creations out there. Whether you're trying to just do a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's hard doing a website, and that's why we've got Squarespace. That's why we've got Squarespace. I don't know, code man, you know that. I told you already. Build a website? Not me, man. Don't know how to do it. 
I try to do stuff on the computer, makes a big mess, and it's a problem, and everybody's mad. That's why you got Squarespace. Simple and intuitive. You can add and arrange your content and features with a mere click of a mouse. Beautiful templates. You design that best-in-class online store with their award-winning templates. All without a single plug-in. And all around the world, everybody's using Squarespace. From nationally recognized brands to your local favorite shops, hundreds of thousands of savvy shop owners are using it. Track your inventory, process orders, send custom emails with one intuitive interface. Squarespace Commerce allows you to understand every aspect of your business, and uh, they offer 24-7 customer support. And each and every member of the Squarespace team is an experienced Squarespace user working from a, a Squarespace office. No matter how technical or trivial-seeming your problem or question is, one of the team will always be online to assist you. So what do you do? Simple. You start your free trial today over at squarespace.com and you enter in offer code best show to get 10% off that first purchase. Squarespace.com offer code best show to get 10% off your first purchase. They haven't officially greenlit it now. I've heard the people at Squarespace are warming up to it. Here comes the tag. Squarespace. Build your website, bro. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And I want to tell you, Father's Day's coming up. And it's hard, man, hard to figure out what to get your father for Father's Day. Well, I'm telling you right now. Harry's! That's what you do. A razor! One of their beautiful shaving sets. That makes the perfect Father's Day gift. Looks cool, feels special. That's something your old man will actually use. You don't want to get him another tie or pair of socks he's never going to wear. But you want to get him something practical that doesn't feel special. You want him, you don't want to get him something really practical that doesn't feel special enough to be a gift. That's why Harry's has you covered. And while supplies last, Harry's is offering a special limited edition shave set for Father's Day. Now what is that? Simple. It's a beautiful shave set featuring five German-crafted blades, flex hinge and lubricating strip, quality guaranteed. And this limited edition Father's Day shave set includes a matte black razor handle, chrome razor stands, stand, 
Harry's Moisturizing Foam Shave Gel, three of Harry's handcrafted razor, uh, blade cartridges, and a travel cover, all for $40. Comes in a sleek, giftable box with the option to add custom engraving and a personalized card. But that's not the only thing you can get at Harry's. They've got different price points, starting at 15 bucks. You get one yourself. I got the Harry's kit. I'm telling you, man, that's a smooth shave. Super nice. I'm walking around now. Not all ruddy and run, uh, scraped up. Nah, man, Harry's. That's the way to go. Order online. Shipping in the U.S. is free for all the Harry's shave sets. So you go to harrys.com right now and redeem special offer code best show. That's the promo code best show. It's a special offer for fans of the best show and they will give you $5 off your first purchase with that promo code best show B E S T S H O W economy shipping for father's day ends Thursday, June 9th. So act now that's harrys.com H A R R Y S. Dot com. Offer code best show to get that $5 off. Get your dad something he'll actually use this Father's Day. Harry's. Shave your face, bruh. I'm being told to go to the hotline. Hello? Hello. Oh, I know who this is. It's Neil Haggerty. Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm good. What's going on with Not you? Good. Not good? Uh... Nothing. We just played. We I started the show off playing uh, uh, Mountain from the new album. Uh yeah. That's a cumbia. It's a good song. Uh thanks. And the new album's called Denver on Drag City. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good, Neil Haggerty. <laughs> where are you now? Where on where in the world is Neil Michael Haggerty? Yeah, you want me to give clues? I go. Um, now I'm in Geneva. Uh, for this is I'm off the the uh, eastern side. Now we're moving back towards uh, Paris tomorrow. So, and Howling Hex are tearing their way through Europe. Yeah, taking no prisoners, rocking hard. At every turn. Yeah, steamrolling, isn't it? <clears throat> I love it. I love it. I still, I still can't believe that you talk to me, Neil Haggerty, because you are like a legend. The things you've done, the rock you've rocked, holy moly! You played on yeah, right I, now, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You played on Sweet Sixteen. Indeed. You played a song called Strawberry Soda. One of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, this is about what? Washington Park or something. No, when guy, you... uh... Go ahead. So bad, yeah. No, I'm listening. I'm listening to you. Oh, I was going to say that song is about the thing that doesn't really exist anymore, which the guy's selling weed in Washington Square. <laughs> changed a lot down there, right? Yeah, it has changed a lot in uh, Washington Square Park. It's, uh, you know, it never changes. Half talented what? street performers. Yeah, right. Still there. 
They'll yeah, never they're go all, away. They're all college kids, though, now. It's not like the real thing, right? You know what they do a lot, I see down there? They'll be like people wheel an actual piano out into Washington Square Park, and they'll be playing like an upright piano. No. Yes. Really? Yes. Where do they get it? I don't know. I don't care enough to find out, to be honest. When they're out there uh, playing yeah, their piano? Yeah, we, I'd be kind of curious to know. Yeah. I just whip that out. Yeah. Like, they're rolling down. that. That's that's the bummer when it's over and you see the guy who's like, got to roll that piano mm-hmm. back to who knows where. Yeah. He's got like a Mercedes van or something. <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know if he's rolling his upright piano into a Mercedes van. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I think he's probably, he probably wheels it into the dog park, tips it over, and then like pushes like some like wood chips on top of it, like some cedar chips, and hope nobody yeah. notices that there's a piano under there. That's good. That's, I mean, that's like a positive take. Like there's still uh, some kind of life. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, great. You're optimistic. Neil, these yeah. NBA finals, what do you make of this? This is not going well if you don't like the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen one second. I saw, all I saw was a clip of Draymond Green, uh, you know, the thing he got suspended for, what, mm-hmm. against the Thunder, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing they play it over here. <laughs> Just like the clip of him kicking Stephen Adams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a, just a blooper, you know. That's all. And then, yeah, I kind of, I think, uh, hopefully, it'll just be over fast. <laughs> it doesn't look good, man. No, I will say this: Draymond Green, that guy, he's one of these players. You know, these like pile on kind of players where they don't, they don't win, they don't never, they don't never start no rallies themselves. But they always pile, like the team's up 10 and then now he's hitting threes. Like it's that kind of like, you know that kind of guy? It's the worst kind of, drive you up the wall. Yeah, you're not hitting any shots when it's tied, but you'll, now they're, they're up 12, suddenly he's hitting threes and he's dancing all around. It's like, you're a pile on fire. That's a Starks. It was a, he brought that to the Warriors, I think, right? (laughs) When John Starks was on the Warriors? I don't know if that was the, he was he was on yeah. the Warriors. I know that. So fact fact check. Yeah. Yeah. I think he set the tone. <laughs> so he set the he set the culture for pile on there. Yeah, he doesn't get enough credit. They get, it's always Kerr and Mark Jackson. Get, yeah, they got to go all the way back to John Starks. Yeah, it all yeah, it all goes back to that. So you're in Geneva now. When's the next Geneva, show? The yeah. next show is Paris. Yeah, tomorrow we're going to Paris. I love it. The people of Paris are in for a treat. Yeah, I'm excited. I love that place. I have a few rapid-fire questions for you, Neil. Okay, good, yeah. Here we go. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Ah, boo, 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 boo. Uh, is there going to be a reissue? Don't worry. Is there going to be a vinyl reissue of Sweet Sixteen anytime soon? Uh, I don't know. It's not under uh, our control. Yes. So. Okay. What's the best live show you've ever seen? Uh, the, uh you know, it was the Feelies and uh, oh. like 
nine thirty club, mm-hmm. like eighty five or something. When they get I mean, locked in, right? It's like right, and you just can't believe it. It's like can, it's like can no, is from yeah, New Jersey all of a sudden. Yeah, they were they weren't right. No, can can we're not from New Jersey? <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it was so good. Yeah, I almost quit uh, playing music for all the haters out there. Because <laughs> you were seeing how good yeah, the Phillies were, you almost packed it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, it was like oh, I got to really, <laughs> I got to work harder. Yeah, you got work to do. How yeah. o- how often do you have to clip your fingernails? Oh uh, yeah, once a day easily. Yeah, yeah once a day. Do you prefer Marvel Team Up or Marvel Two in One? It's common. Yeah, let's see. That's yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah. Oh god. Okay, give me a Team Up. Yeah, I like the combos sometimes. Remember the Moon one night. <laughs> Moon night. Yeah. Remember when Spider Man teamed up with uh, the cast of Saturday Night Live? Do you remember that one? I've seen the yeah, I've seen the cover, but I never read it. Yeah. Oh man. Will we the ever get cracking? <laughs> yeah. So Spider Man stuck up at uh, Thirty Rock, hanging. Yeah, out they're with, like uh, Garrett Morris. Uh, they're like, leave it to the come on, man, leave it to the professionals, please. <laughs> they're all getting annoyed at me. Yeah. Uh, Will we ever get a Victory Chimp movie? Oh yeah, I love that. Be great. Somebody, somebody. Uh, DM me. <laughs> Somebody DM Neil with some yeah. with some studio financing, and then the answer will be yes. Is that, <laughs> yeah, that's my sole fundraising uh, venue. It's just Twitter. <laughs> yes, your sole your fundraising on Twitter and on the best show. Yeah, on the phone. <laughs> so Neil. Yeah. You're going to keep calling. You're going to call next week. Yeah, can I call next yeah, week? Call next I think week. I might be back. Oh, right. I'll be in London. All right, call from London. Super session coming up. Yeah, a super session. Who you? Who, who's in the super session? Well, you know, Jason from Spiritualized probably going to be there. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Kat, you know, I don't know. I like uh, Dan Hotship, uh, Alexis yeah. from that band, going to drop in. What if you guys uh, got all those people together and then you did like the way all those super se- super sessions do, like Johnny Be Good? Right? Yeah. Yeah, or just uh, or a new life. It'd just be like Depeche Mode songs. <laughs> yeah. Do New Life by Depeche Mode. That, if it was Howling Hex and Hot Chip and Jason from Spiritualized and you guys were doing New Life by Depeche Mode, I might fly over and be there to watch that for next week. Oh, yeah. The control. I can't, I can't wait till that. Get up to that ear on vinyl and be like, he's going to play you. <laughs> oh, Neil. Look, Neil, you call next week. We will keep talking. I, I appreciate you checking in. All right. Yeah, man. Sounds like a great show tonight. So. Yeah. So, KV will be here. You know KV. Yeah. Yeah. I just I met Ariel Pink last night. I never really met before. So I guess Kurt's on the list. I gotta, yeah. KV, Ariel Pink. Yeah. All right, buddy. All the big guys. I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks, man. Of course. All right, bye. Bye. Neil Haggerty. He's checking in from the road. One other thing I want to tell you about, my friends. 
Let me ask you a question. Do you love books, but you find you never have the time to read them? Well, Audible.com has the perfect solution. You get audiobooks, you listen to them, the, all the ones you've been meaning to read while you're on the go and you're at the gym and your commute. Audible.com provides over 250,000 titles from the leading auto, audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. The app is free and works on iPhones, iPads, Androids, Windows phones. Windows phones. You also listen on your Kindle Fire. With Audible, you own the book. You can access it on uh, any time right from your smartphone. And they also got that great listen guarantee. If you decide you don't like the book you choose, no worries. You exchange it if you're not happy for another title anytime, no questions asked. I have on my phone ready to listen to starting, that's right, tomorrow from audible.com the Burt Reynolds book but enough about me a memoir can't wait I think it's read by Burt Reynolds how awesome is that? I got that dude was telling me he's listening to this Elvis Costello thing and it's like uh so it's like uh, it's like it's like uh, it, it's Elvis Costello reading the thing. Can't go wrong with Audible, man. So best show listeners, Audible.com's offering a thirty day trial membership. You go to audible.com slash best show today to start that free trial. And again, show your support. For the best show and by going to Audible and getting that free trial membership 30 days. Audible.com slash best show. I want to tell, uh, I told you about the mural. It's in New York, uh, the Bushwick Ridgewood uh, axis. You go check it out, get your picture taken in front of it. You, you post it on Instagram or on Twitter. Hashtag at best show rules NYC. I'm giving prizes out every day, man. People do that. Every day. And they got this new Burger King thing out now, some new sandwich. I guess it's like, it looks like, what is this new thing? Mike was saying, he's like, are you going to make us eat the new Burger King thing? I'm like, the Burger King, the Whopper Burrito. Is that it? Whopperito. Whopperito. I think next week Mike, Mike will take the crew out to Burger King. How much to eat the Whopperito? Mike? Yeah. Yeah. You'll eat it. I'll pay for it. I'll buy it for you. Studio? Okay. It's two Whopperitos. Pat? Yeah, well, it was, uh, the, uh, Craig, uh, uh, Human Clock was here last week. He gave a Burger King gift card. And the, these, uh, so next week these three animals are going to be at Burger King. 
Three Whopperitos. This is what I want you to order next week, guys. Three Whopperitos and three large black coffees. And then just eat the Whopperitos in the parking lot. If we announce that you'll be in a, a, that Burger King parking lot next week, would you guys sign stuff? If any fans, if you want to do a meet, would you do a Whopperito meet and greet? Next week? Okay, next week. The Burger King outside the Holland Tunnel. Get ready for the meet and greet. If you ever want to meet AP Mike and Dudio and Pat Byrne, they'll be outside the Holland Tunnel eating Whopperitos, signing stuff, partying down. Boy, what a scene that'll be. And Mike has these shirts, and all, all, all kidding aside, I know you're wondering, you mentioned, I mentioned Mike's shirts. What am I talking about? Well, you know Massa's Tavern, it's the, 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 uh, the bar that Mike bartends at on Sundays. Well, Mike is selling Massa's Tavern t-shirts on his Bandcamp page, which is apmike.bandcamp.com. Masses Tavern shirts are very nice. You're going to love them. Go there, order it. Throw your support behind Mike. How about that, right? Throw him a bone for once in his life. This guy's got so little. Right, Mike? You got nothing. I see what this guy's got. And it's right now, it's him, it's him with the pile of Masses shirts. He's got a six pack of cores and a pile of masses shirts. It's like he's like the jerk. Wait, there's a movie called The Jerk? Too? I just meant he was like a jerk. Mike? Send, please send in uh well we're gonna go back and forth with uh with my guests. Have a grand old time. I'd like to say hi to KV first if he's here. KurtVile.com. Show him in, Mike. Oh, look at, oh my god. Oh no, this is in that blue chair. This is, we are off to the races. Yeah, where's the volume on this thing? I'm deaf. I've been on the road. Don't check. Worry. Check. All right. One. Good. Check. Check. <laughs> so you're doing a sound check. Two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I sound check. Yeah. Kurt Vile. My favorite. Yes. You're my fave. How are you? Um, I'm really good. I, I see. Uh, you're working on the Coors Light there. Yeah. It's uh, It's cold. Uh -huh. I brought a couple of Modellos in, but they were warm. Okay. And, and I immediately exploded one. Uh, I made the typical, like, kind of Jello Man entrance, really. <laughs> you know, one time Jello Man, he came into the studio immediately. Uh, mm -hmm. It was actually right when he's going to call you one time. And the first thing he did, he came through and he had, like, a can of sardines. And he was just, like, smelled like fish. And he ran to call you out, out back. And he knocked over, like, uh, a cup of water into Rob's backpack. On all this stuff and onto all like the hard drives, just like within one second of entering the the uh, 
<laughs> the studio, and and Paul's like, uh, Rob was like, hey, what what happened, pa- Paul? <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like typical. So that's what I did. That's so how he's, I got here. So Paul, you you say Jello Man, Jello Man, your brother Paul Vile. Yeah. He goes by the the his name Jello Man. Yeah. yeah. Which there's Batman. Yep. Superman. Yep. Ant Man. Yeah. Now there's Ant Man too. Jello Man. Now there's Jello Man. Yeah. Right. Yep. What is his superpower? He can uh, like just just wreak havoc within one minute. You know, like uh, he could he'll just uh, he'll just stink up the whole room of sardines and dump water all over your hard drive master tapes uh within you know one minute with you know in a single bound yeah in a single bound he can (laughs) he can ruin your hard work right yeah he can he can demagnetize your tapes yeah and smear sardines all over them yeah (laughs) you're home now you're never home i know i'm home for a second i'm just cutting in and out i hate it but um I'm home for a second. I'm I'm going to to Bonnaroo in a okay. couple of days. Okay. Oh, that's better. And uh also, yeah. So so is Jellaman. I'm not to keep talking about Jellaman, but he's making a bunch of shirts right now. For, okay. Which uh, you know, me and or you do not endorse, but No, he uh There you go. You <laughs> like that, Mike? Core's light. It's a rap beer now. Tap the Rockies, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you've been on tour like forever, Kurt. How long have you been out? Well, um, my new album came out in, um, you know, late September. So I've been on tour since then. But there have been good breaks. I mean, at first it's always crazy, like a month in the States, a month in Europe, a couple days off, go back out. But now there's been... There's been good breaks, you know. I saw you. We talked, you know. I was I to, I saw you in Nashville. I got little family vacations in between. I get I get pretty smart. I get I'm, I'm smart this time around cuz I have the family meet me, you know, somewhere that's not Philly. That mm-hmm. helps a lot in between touring and little vacations and such. But, yeah. So, yeah. At the end of the tour, you were in Na- we were in Nashville. Yeah. Then you were in Nashville. I went back. And you went back again. Yeah. But I know we talked about it on the radio already, but that was, we all, we all saw each other at the Neil Young show. Uh huh. Then it's like, you're backstage. Yep. Mr. Cool. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> that has to be way at the top of people you've ever would want to, uh, meet. Neil? Yeah. Neil Young, not Haggerty. Not, it'd be cool to meet him too. Yeah. You've met him, right? No, I never met him. You never met him? You know, uh, back, I was telling, there's a story. I I hate to talk so much about. Well, I'll tell you what I hate to talk so much about after I tell the story. But basically, I'm friends with Jan Harima. Sure. Uh, I don't. I never met Neil. I'm definitely a fan of Royal Trucks. But uh, she said when they finally did those reunions, because you know they were split up or whatever. Mm-hmm. They were married. I don't know if it was common law. I don't know if there was a ceremony. But that's beside the point. But anyway, they hadn't seen each other for. <laughs> Ten years, right? Yeah. And the and the first thing Jen told me, the first thing Neil asked her when they finally got together was, he's like, "Do you know the Jello Man?" 
<laughs> no. I swear. Yeah, no, it's a fact because, I don't know, he, he's been listening to your show. Yeah, yeah. And so he, you know, he – so anyway. Do you know the Joe on Because man. I guess he, he knew that we were buddies. Oh. Jen. Yeah, that's my girl, Jen. So do you – I. <clears throat> that, that's just like – Joe on man is like your AP Mike. No. No, he's not. But you're related to him. I feel like if I was rela- – oh, my God. No. Suddenly, I turned around and AP Mike was my brother. Yeah, he's not my he's not my AP Mike. Could you imagine? But he's not my. <laughs> uh, at one point, maybe he was, but then he got fired. Mm-hmm. He ain't heavy. Yeah, he's <laughs> AP Mike. What he, if the two of them? What if they team up? They imagine that. I, it's probably in the works. AP Mike, can you imagine? You know that glossy? Did you ever put that glossy picture of Mike up? You know the one that what, the headshot, the headshot. Oh yeah, is that up on your site? Oh, it's all. Or is it I, on my site? <laughs> this guy's because I, I have one with love from Mike, and I got it, and then I put it right on my Instagram. But then I looked, and like, it looks like so good and funny, but also a little creepy. Like, you look at the top of his lip on my picture. Go to my Instagram, and it's got like, it's just like uh-huh. a little white, and then <laughs> it just looks a little white up there. The, something about it looks wrong. You know, it's like what Mike. <laughs> Go to my any Instagram. thoughts on any thoughts on your headshot? Because Mike was selling these headshots. God knows where he got the idea. But they should have one together, maybe. But go ahead. But he's got these headshots. He goes. He sells. What won't What won't you sell, Mike? He's got masses, shirts, headshots. He's got these songs now. He's got a. He's working on a calendar now. Like you're worse than like Kiss. Mike is like the, the Kiss of Bayonne. Just put anything out, slap his name on anything. Seriously though, these t-shirts are the t-shirts are nice. The headshots I see them on Twitter. I see them on Instagram and Twitter where people put these these uh these headshots up. I'm looking at the picture. I'm just looking at the headshot, not yours. Where's the the white? That here? Yeah. Wait. Just get, no. It might be just mine. In general, though, or maybe it's like the way the light. If you go to my Instagram, uh-huh, okay. you got to look at that one. Right, and, right, and, right. and it's also got the autograph. It's like, with love from Mike. And then if you just search it on my Instagram, it's got this perfect light above his lips. Let's You're see. like, what is? Let's see. <laughs> Creepy. Well, that's different. This is clearly some reflective thing. Yeah, but that's that's Makes it look like he was huffing paint. With this picture, look at that. It is, it's like it's it like, looks uh, like someone, Citizen if you Put Ruth. that on your wall as a kid. Like a parents, your parents would be like, "Yeah, okay, it's worse than I thought." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, now he, uh, Mike is, uh, he's been signing these headshots, and I, I see on Insta- Instagram, which is it's like everybody posts them, and it's just it's like so he's in people's houses now. The way like. The way people used to have like a picture of JFK hanging on their wall. Yeah. Now they got a picture of AP Mike hanging on in their kitchen. Or rock bands. Some other people they don't have the you know the president on their wall. They have rock bands on the wall or something. Yeah, like they'd have a, like a picture of like uh, like like they'd have they'd have like a, a picture of like uh, like uh, Don Henley, ooh, hanging on their wall, okay. right? Like the building the perfect beast. That guy's a sadist. Beast. That guy's a sadist. Building the perfect beast poster. Yeah. Right? I guess. What is building the perfect beast? Is that? It was his hit album, Kurt. 
with featuring Boys, Boys of, of Summer. Summer. I love. I didn't know that was. And Sunset Grill. I love Boys of Summer. I'll give him that, but he was a sadist. What about that song? With chicks. All right, look, I don't know. I'm going to say, I don't know the story. This is between you and Don Henley. No, it's between me and books. All right, look, I didn't read, I'm not reading these Eagles books. I watched two, I watched <laughs> I that documentary twice. I didn't read an Eagles book either. I read, uh, it's, oh, it's deceptively, it could be, you could think it was an Eagles book, but it's called, um, Hotel California, but it's about the whole California scene. You never read mm-hmm. that? No, I didn't. I did watch an Eagles documentary twice. Three hour. Where the Eagles, this is the, this is the arrogance of the Eagles, where they're like, all right, we're going to do a three hour documentary. First 90 minutes is about the first version of the Eagles. You know, the one with all the hits in the seventies that the only ver, but the second 90 minutes is about the Eagles from the mid nineties. And 2000s. You know the one that no one cares oh, yeah. about? You know when they had like came back and it was all over MTV and they would play over and over and over and over again that mellow jam? And like there's like 10 of them up front all playing guitars and they're like, When you're hungry, love will keep us alive. Remember that one? And you watch, you just look it up because like the guitar player, I don't know who it is. I don't know, you know, he's probably one of the famous ones. He's doing slide, but he's doing all who, those. Joe kind of, Walsh? He's doing all those kind of O faces every, mm-hmm. every slide. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, you know, like the O face. Yeah, yeah, he's just, he's, <laughs> every, every they're little just too. Like, ugh, What's gross, your worst stage? Faces. What's your worst stage face, Kurt? I don't have, I don't have a bad stage faces. I got a bunch of ticks that I'm proud of, you know, my, I'll be like, you know, okay. it's just me. I I don't have any bad stage faces. Never, never had. You have you ever <laughs> gone back to back with someone on stage, both playing guitar? Uh, like where no. you press backs? No, my my bandmates, the Violators, would never dare attempt that with me, and they know that I'm not going to go there either. What if you guys worked up a cover of Hotel California? We would. I'm not saying. Okay. What if? What if? And then during the you go back to back and you guys are just rocking out yeah what if if you had to cover one eagle song what would it be um okay let me see if i can guess no you know it's a tough question because i pretty much don't like the eagles yeah no kidding they're terrible you know what I like they backed they backed up uh, Randy Newman pretty good on uh, the album with Short People, mm-hmm. of which I forget the name right now. But yeah. uh, like th- that song Baltimore, such a good song. Okay, but we're not oh, Baltimore, and they play like these leads on that and stuff like that. But an Eagles song, you yeah, got to cover no, an Eagles. No Eagles. Picture this: Wad up, wad up, right? Would you do that What's one? That? So now do what they told you. No, that's that would be <laughs> if you guys started doing. Killing. If you start started raging into machine Bottom. covers, that would be awesome. Boom, boom, uh. boom, 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 boom. Uh. No, but if uh, <laughs> what is that song? What? What is that? Those shoes, Mike. Yeah, those, yeah, those that's shoes. Those shoes. up, up. So now you do what they told you. <laughs> Now you're under control. Now they do what they told you. Uh! Uh-oh. What? Okay. 
No, I'm just bouncing. I bounced the ball, Kurt. Don't worry. Not a judgment. So, believe I'm going down. It's been out for how long now? The uh, album. It's been out since l- l- late September. So yeah. So you're 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 about nine nine uh, nine months in. Yeah. You're gonna play all summer, on and off all summer. Yeah, it's been on and off in the summer, and uh, I do Bonnaroo, and I have like another week off. I'm gonna go down to Ocean City with the kids, mm-hmm. the wife and kids, and then I'm and then I'm away all all summer after that. Yeah. It's one of your best songs, Ocean City. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> That's an oldie, actually. Pretty old. I was back when I was very. I was still blue collar then, mm-hmm. but it came out later. Oh, that's when we met. That was our courtship, that EP. The the Square Shells EP. Yep. Our courtship. Remember our courtship? Square yeah, I Shells do. EP? We met at we met at the final Big Star show. Yes. And I was just like, I think this guy's making fun of me. Because he keeps saying how much he likes the show. But it's him. It was you and Adam. Yeah, Adam. From who's uh, War on Drugs. Yeah, but he was, yeah. When he was still in the Violators, and we were obsessed with you and all you and the Worcester, and we were basically just impersonating all those classic calls. I was like, this guy. And you're like, I'm very, I'm really. You're saying stuff like every time I did, I come up, and we were both pretty drunk, but like every time we said something, a quote, you're definitely probably impressed at how spot on the impersonations were, but there were so <laughs> there were so many of them that yeah. every time you'd be like, sort of like. Saying with your back to me, walking away, looking back, walking back. I'm really very, very flattered. Like as you're walking <laughs> away. So, well, I thought I, I swear, I thought you guys were making fun of me because you're just like, we love the show so much, and you're just like, we're like, hey, I don't know, yes, and then you're like, yeah, yeah. hippie Johnny, <laughs> and others. But then that's like, nice. No, he's a guy. This guy's all right. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. I gave you a copy of that when we were. I was touring with Effed Up. Mm-hmm. Can't say that on here. No, see, you're good at this. Not like that clown mm-hmm. from uh, Knoxville. Yeah, just like speaking of which, Jen Harima. You know, mm-hmm. yes. My my side of the friendship. You you have Neil. I have Jen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One time, one time only, I did this thing from Volcom where I modeled their attire, mm-hmm. and she was my stylist. And she okay. was like, "This is the way she was my stylist." She'd be like, "Put this shirt on." I'm like, okay. And, and then she's like, no, no, stretch it out. F it up a little bit. And I was like, oh, okay. Like that? He's like, yeah. And then she's like, put this hat on. I was like, okay, like this? And he's like, no, nah, put it sideways, pull on it, F it up a little bit. So this is you me and, and Jen. Jen. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You, you, Kurt Vile. <laughs> You're the best. You're the best. No, you're the best. Remember that time Neil Young concert? <laughs> I, yeah, I do. I do remember it. And I remember it was like, wasn't that great? And then you just kept walking past me in a sieve of laminate around your neck. I'm just like, oh, okay. I just was reminded of my standing in the universe. Well, come on, stick with me, kid. I'll get you to, I'll get you to meet Neil. What's the best and worst Kurt Vile concert cities? Where do you where do you like to play? And what's the word? What's the one where you're just like, oh? And this is not a slam on the people, no. of course. Okay, I'll tell you. I think I am the best and the worst at all times. So like, I'll just be really good one day, and then I'll just be really bad for a week. Mm-hmm. So who knows where I'll be? 
you know, you're, somebody called up from Knoxville who's trying to tell a story about me, which I didn't understand. But we played Knoxville, and uh, I'll tell you what, if it's a seated theater, chances are I'm going to bomb because everybody's just sitting down looking at me, and I'm like just a paranoid person. So they're just up there judging me, and they're sitting down, and mm-hmm. I don't know, the, the, well, uh, just the energy... Yeah. They're just watching. They're just watching the show. <laughs> it's generally the way it works. Yeah, but is, is you're you're the one up on the stage. Well, I start to like really go inward. I hate it. Well, look, that's fine, but you better get used to playing theaters. Well, you know, I can, you, you know, in ear monitors, like mm-hmm. they say, you should have them because, like, basically, the first European, I mean, American tour. It was like a nightmare, and then just the monitors are just getting louder and louder. You're getting deafer, and they're like, you need in-ear monitors so you can sing better, the sound's better on stage. But then you put in these in-ear monitors, mm-hmm. which are – like all of a sudden you're just sealed off. It's like you're in a studio. It's so unnatural. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just, this is where I'm at. Like it's all sealed off, perfectly clean. Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to like go cr- crazy like that? Yeah. And then sometimes I'll take one ear out in mm-hmm. the middle of the set just to feel it. In a moment like that, and they say that's like the worst thing possible you can do for your ears. So I'm like kind of in a, at the crossroads here. I don't know what to yeah. do. So you're getting split between two worlds. Yeah. Yes. So any so you say there is no good or bad city. It's you. It's you are the you are the variable. Yes. Mm. And Neil Young hates in ear monitors. He does. Yeah, you know that band, the Sadies. Mm-hmm. This is this is always which haunts me because I have in ear monitors. Uh, one of my hero guitar players, Travis from the Sadies, he's he Neil Young knows them. They've backed him up, and I guess he's friends with his Neil's brother. Blah blah. blah. And then they're like, they're at that same crossroads. They're like, "What well, should we use in ears? I know it's like the step you're supposed to do." And Travis called up Neil Young and asked in, in a voicemail or something like this. And then Neil Young called him back. He's like, "Listen, Travis." Not only do I hate in ear monitors, I hate the people who effing use them. <laughs> so that's literally me. Uh huh. I better let's not tell him. No. <laughs> now look, give me. This is what I give me. Give me some dirt. What's some? Give me a scoop. I got to get this. The, the this show is in a free fall, Kurt. Not this specific one in general. I need ink on this show. Throw, okay. throw me some dirt that's going to get this thing on the pitchfork. What? You mean you want to like... I don't know anything. Talk some trash? No, you don't have to talk trash. Well, you got to give me a subject because I'm good at being honest. You gotta I don't want get... you to get in trouble. What do you want me to talk about? Titus Andronicus? <laughs> no, I don't want you to talk about <laughs> Titus. No, don't do that. Come on. <laughs> well, I know you... I don't know what you mean because you say dirt and now I'm just... Like, okay, not know. that kind of dirt. Okay, well, what other kind of dirt is there? I don't know. You write new songs or something? That's not dirt. Okay. <laughs> Look. Boom. I'm in dirt. Oh, so you're doing? Yeah. Well, well, look. I don't want you trashing other people. Well, it sounded like you did. And no, you, you know, I you know I like uh, I like those guys. Who? Titus Andronicus. Who's I'm that? friends with them. Who's it's the band you clearly were. Were who? circling. I've, who? What? What kind of stuff do they do? They're, it's a rock group. It's rock. Yeah, I'll check it, it out. <laughs> <laughs> you are insane. 
Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm really looking forward to their, checking out their stuff. Oh, you. I... <laughs> you're, you are just a... You're just a... You're stirring it up. Yeah. So when, when your brother... Paul Jello Man said that the one time when he was playing, when you were playing, and then the crowd started chanting <laughs> Jello Man. Yeah. How many people were actually chanting? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we could talk about that. Okay. I mean, yeah, like in his because I remember that too. I was like, this was Sasquatch, which you just went to. Oh yeah, boy, we were just there. You didn't like it. Hmm. Okay, not a great fit. Okay. Well, anyway. The first time I went to Sasquatch, and we we flew him there early because he couldn't get into Canada, mm-hmm. and um, and then he, <laughs> when I sh- finally showed up there, there was some signs held up that had a Jello man like his design, mm-hmm. and then when I got up on stage, there was a couple, well, probably one person was like Jello man, uh-huh. and I was. And I would tell this story like mm-hmm. with pride, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Next thing I know, everybody's like Jello man, but in his head, he's like. Everybody's chanting Jello Man. I'm, I'm taking. Or that time you told him, you told him uh, you were his new favorite vial, and that yeah. really went. went I'll his never head hear as well. the end of that. I'll tell you that was, <laughs> that was. If I could take something back, it would probably be that because you have never let me forget no. that I said that. No, I, I'm half. I, I don't think anything of that, but he. In it, at that time in his life, he was like, oh, God, he thinks I'm his new favorite vial. He's got this big radio show. I'm going to start talking on his radio show before I used to talk to Kurt. <laughs> You're, okay. You know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to talk to Bob Mare for a little bit, and then we'll then – we'll, Okay. Then you go, you come back in. Is that all right? Yeah, Can totally you fine. swing in and out? Yeah, totally fine. Bob, is Bob Mare here, Mike? He left. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'll let him. Left. All right. All right. How are you? Okay. Dudio's here tonight. Thank you, Dudio. I don't know if they make the guaparito locally yet, but I'm looking into it. He's looking. Oh. That might be the most depressing thing I've ever heard. They have the Whopper dogs, though. The Whopper dogs. Oh, they're hot. The Whopper hot dog? Yeah, the Whopper hot dogs. Have you had one yet? I have it. I have no. it. Mike? Mike? Have you had a Whopper hot dog? No, I haven't. Oh, that is. I, I strike what I when I said that was the most depressing thing I've ever heard that you were going to look into where the Whopperito was. The fact that Mike forgot he had a Whopper hot dog, and then remember, oh yeah, oh yeah, I did. I forgot. Someone brought one into the bar. Bob Mayer, how are you? I'm good, Tom. How are you? I'm good. I'll be even a little better if you get up on that. A little bike. bit closer. There it is. Look, I do this all day long. You, you live with your fingers and your computer. No, I, I do it all longhand and. Oh, you do? No, and then, of course. Then you send it off. <laughs> right. I have, I Transcribe. No, I this. just, yeah, I call for the copy boy to come take the copy. Yes, to take it away. And then it's always like you hear about these writers. You're really like, Aaron Sorkin writes everything out on a no a pad. It's like, all right, all right. It's that's there's a point where that's super affected. It's just like try a computer, just try it. <laughs> it just, won't hurt you. Yeah, just tr- see if it works. 
we're just asking to give it a shot once. Try a computer and see if you can write on it. Now, the pad. David Milch, he just lays down on some kind of mat and just talks extemporaneously and comes up with the stuff, and he has two people typing it and others recording it in case they miss anything. So, so he's got that, and then uh, you have like uh, – yeah, I'm waiting to hear about somebody where it's just like, oh yeah, uh, 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 Quentin Tarantino writes his stuff like, uh, like the Flintstones. He has a bird <laughs> pecking it into a stone. <laughs> but you wrote this book, Trouble Boys, the true story of the replacements. And I want to just say, first of all, first of all, this is the cover of the book. That's really. <laughs> That's... Oh wait, the dust jacket's not on it. I was going to say. It's a very om- it's an ominous cover, everyone. It's pitch black, <laughs> and it says nothing on it. And then I realize, oh, it's a hardcover book, and I l- took the dust jacket off. But this book, yes, sir. I've read rock books my whole life, and I'm telling you, this book is way. This is this is one of the all time greatest rock books well, I have you. ever read. That's very kind of you to say, even if it's not true. It's totally true. And it's like it's like it's almost five hundred pages. It's so it's so well researched, but it's not academic. And you tell the story, and you let everybody whether they sink or swim. It depends on where they were at. You really struck the balance with it, Bob. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had enough time. I spent about eight years working on it, so uh, I figured if I was going to spend that long, I might as well try and get it right, get that balance right. <laughs> Get the balance right. Another Depeche Mode song. Yes, that uh, we mentioned. Uh, which one did uh, Neil Haggerty mention earlier? A new life. Yeah. Now love, uh, not loving itself. Get the balance right. What about that as the next book, Depeche Mode? What do you think? Well, it's funny you say that. We have run into a couple of their tour managers or people mm-hmm. who work with them. They're they're all sort of English people who have mm-hmm. uh, seem like they're from a Guy Ritchie film for the most part. For some reason, they're sort of Cockney gangster types. Yeah. So that that would be interesting as a uh, as, as a starting you, yes as you get the real story from Andy Fletcher. <laughs> so anyway, we're not talking about the Peshmo now. We're talking about the replacements. Can I say I I noticed you had a outside here in your palatial studios. I noticed you had a photo autograph picture of John Fogarty, mm-hmm. and it reminded me of the time I interviewed John Fogarty. I mm-hmm. met him at a home that he owned. It wasn't the home he resided in, but it was a home. Okay. And I showed up, and you know John Fogarty has his own branded uh, Pendleton shirts that he sort of okay. sells at shows. And I showed up, and the publicist who met me there was wearing one of his shirts. Mm-hmm. And then John Fogarty's brother came in wearing one of his shirts, mm-hmm. and John Fogarty came in wearing one of his shirts. So they all were wearing his Pendleton branded shirts, okay. and it reminded me of the situation you have now with Mike and his ma- masses shirts. Everybody yeah. has one on. Oh. Look, this is going to be the lowest point. This guy, first of all, um, he now he's whatever he did to get you to drop the masses shirts in this. Mike, you did it! Congratulations, Mike. You did it. You got Bob to mention he's here to talk about his book. You got him plugging your dumb shirts again. Yeah, this guy worked eight years on a book. He finally gets to tell the world about it, but you're out there browbeating him into mentioning your T-shirt. Let him talk about Trouble Boys, the true story of the replacements. Now, this book, 
You know what's amazing about this book to me, Bob Mayer? Yes. Is one of the things that was amazing about it is it's like the, it's like you captured the sense of like the, 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 it's like a story of class to me Hmm. in so many ways where it's like these dudes are like, they're not supposed to be anything. Right. They're just like born to just like they say to like push a broom or to to push a mop and it's just like the idea that you could get four guys who have like a a larger calling in some one way or another and that these four guys manage to just unite hmm. when people aren't looking for for guys like that to do that sure. like like that's not what they're they're there to go get job they didn't finish high school right it's, right yeah, Westerberg's joke was there wasn't a high school diploma or a driver's license between the four of them, which is, you know, he wasn't exaggerating. It's mm-hmm. true. So if you're a band and that's your uh, starting point, it's it's hard just to get to gigs. You know, to yeah. <laughs> but the, but the idea of being able to do something that's so 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 honest and 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 pure and beautiful as the replacements did through their through their run. When you're still feeling the pull of the, of where, what you came from and what your, your, your parents came from and what their parents came from. Yeah. It's like, it's a very, it's really insane to think that it would even happen in a way. Yeah. And it, it is the funny thing. It's by all rights, they shouldn't have gotten to 1981, much less, you know, 12 albums and, uh, or eight albums and 12 years later. And here we are 30 years later and they've, you know, they, on the reunion tour, they're back in arenas and stadiums and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the, the first part of the book is called jail, death or janitor, which is what Westerberg's answer was when he was asked, you know, what, what your life would have been if this band hadn't come along. And if it hadn't mm-hmm. been this exact, you know, grouping of four people equally desperate and, and hoping to kind of transcend their, their limitations and, uh, yeah, jail, death or janitor. And for him, mm-hmm. you know, he was a janitor. So janitor in that sequence comes after jail and death, but yeah. And, but, but there's, but it, it, even no matter how much they succeed, right. They still can't shake the sense that none of this is going to work out. Yeah. And, you know, part of that was this, the, that's the psychology and that's the way they were thinking the whole time. And the way that came out, the, it was the thing of fear. It was fear of failure, but also fear of success. And that was the sort of guiding principle of everything they did. All the outrageous things with record companies and producers and even with their own fans. And so, yeah, it's, it becomes this story of people who have are saddled with these great expectations and are in this industry and show business and they're totally ill-equipped emotionally and psychologically to succeed yet everybody's trying to push them towards this kind of you know conventional success and they're bucking that the whole time and so that creates a pretty amazing tension that in their case carried on for a decade plus but they're also they're doing that that tug that push me pull me thing right. where they'll 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 lash out against what somebody else is telling them to do. They'll buck the the status quo with a thing, and then they'll just be like, "Why aren't we as big as REM?" <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and th- that was the interesting thing in in researching the book, and and I did it with really with the cooperation of Paul Westerberg and Tommy Stinson and most of the key principles. It's like finding out, particularly for the band, how competitive they were. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not something you'd normally associate or 
commonly associate with the replacements. But they were super competitive early on with bands in Minneapolis like Husker Du or the suburbs, and later on REM became kind of their uh, – their their rivals or their perceived rivals, even though they were you know friendly on the, on the surface, but yeah, it's a weird thing of of go away but love me, you know mm-hmm. that push and pull and and yeah, I mean, I think a lot of bands have that to an extent, but these guys had it at, at such a high level, and it was so deep in their DNA that mm-hmm. it became that kind of became the story, you know. It was more almost their their career was less about. The music or commercial decisions, it was just like trying to get them to um, not just cooperate, but sort of be part of their own career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, we got Bob Mare here. He wrote Trouble Boys, The True Story of the Replacements, which is a really great book that came out. How When did this come out? A month and a half ago? Uh, March, mo- March, 1st of March. Uh, so it's okay, been out about so three months. Three months then. <laughs> month and a half. Six weeks, 12 weeks. I don't know. Look, <laughs> I got it in the mail. I didn't stare at that. I wasn't unpacking boxes at Barnes and Noble and saw it's here now. And, uh, and people seem to really be responding to the book. Yeah. I think uh, I was lucky that they did the reunion for a couple of years and raised their profile and then sort of abruptly disappeared. And so the book was kind of waiting for the fan base and all the people who were curious about them. And, uh, that was not entirely planned on my part, but mm-hmm. it worked out. So, so this eight-year thing. One day you're just like, I know what I'll do, <laughs> because you kn- must have known that's like, that's the it's it's one of the most, the bar is so high or low. What is the bar? It's, if you're doing limbo, it's low. Low, yeah. And if but you're it's doing- high if you're doing a, if you're pole vaulting. Yes. Let's just say you're pole vaulting. The bar is so high on making this happen. Like w- w- you just know because it's it's like it's, it's a band that the the cult is so strong and yeah. And if you get that if you get if that book is wrong, you're gonna you're gonna hear it. Yeah, every replacements fan and diehard and nerd and whatever you want to say is like they do have a very intense and intensely devoted following and it's not really sort of i guess there are some but most replacements fans don't fall into the casual category they're they're Mm -hmm. very uh as i say hardcore and you know also i was given a the opportunity because the band was participating so it's like sort of Mm -hmm. they were putting a lot of faith in me and i think mostly after you know i thought it would take a couple years but after the third year and the fourth year and the fifth year and the sixth year and it hadn't quite resolved itself or gotten finished i think even they were having their doubts their mm-hmm. their a and r guy michael hill who's a jersey native uh was was telling me i asked him we both the other night we did an event at, in hoboken and i asked him i said did you were you concerned that this might not actually you know that i might screw it up what did you really mm-hmm. think he's like i just didn't think it was ever coming out i started yeah. to wonder if you were actually some sort of weird grifter who was just, uh-huh. <laughs> just collecting <laughs> and then that somebody would have ended up being like i'm gonna write a replacement book they'd be like Go, uh, <laughs> this guy did a whole lot of work on it. Just go get his, uh, his he started, he started the ball. Tell him we told, <laughs> tell him that we told him to give you all the stuff he worked on and all the transcriptions of the interviews for the last nine years. Yeah. So what, what would be the low point in terms, in the, <laughs> this thing of just of that? Cause that is such eight years is to see a thing through. 
Well, there's always the point. I, this is being my first book as well. There's always a point where you wonder, like, okay, you know, you're doing the research and you can do the interviews and read up and all that stuff. There's a point where you sort of have to set pen to paper, mm-hmm. uh, or if you're Aaron Sorkin, you know, quill to scroll. Or sure. Whatever. Yes. Uh, scroll. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I mean, there was a point where it's like you can sort of almost avoid doing the actual writing, mm-hmm. uh, which you may know something about, by just distracting yourself oh. with everything on earth, and yes. including the research and the sort of what you're mm-hmm. perceiving as prep work. But you know, at some point you have to start doing it. And I yeah. actually started uh, with the chapter kind of in the middle of the book. I thought, well, if I can write this piece of their history, which was when they tried to make uh, a record up in Bearsville that mm-hmm. sort of turned into a a shining type nightmare in the woods. So I thought mm-hmm. if I can write that, then I can do it. And so that was sort of the litmus test and the challenge. And there was a couple points just getting through that that I thought, if I can get through this, I can write it. But there was moments where I thought, well, maybe I won't. But mm-hmm. once I did, then it was sort of uh, all downhill or up. Yeah. Or <laughs> See, again, <laughs> bars high, bars low, right. downhill, uphill. Guys, we got to lock these metaphors down and stick to one. Tighten them up. Yeah, let's tighten up the metaphors. So the band was involved. You spent a lot of time talking to uh, to Paul Westerberg and Tommy Stinson. Chris Mars was less... Less forthcoming. I made efforts with everybody, but he was the only one who really sort of sat it out. But I had interviewed him a bit uh, before I actually started the project mm-hmm. in earnest. Doing a, uh, I did a long story for Spin uh, mm-hmm. back in 2008. But yeah, and it was, you know, with with Bob Simpson having passed away in 95, I didn't have access to him. So you still have to do the work and kind of build the characters and make them three-dimensional and flesh out their stories, even mm-hmm. if they're not, you don't have the same kind of access as I did to Paul and Tommy. But, you know, dealing with Paul and Tommy was sort of an adventure in itself, uh, mm-hmm. you know, going up to see them and, and dealing with all that, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, somebody was asking me outside, like, what, uh, you know, what was that experience like? And it was good, but I also found I had these weird experiences because I interviewed a couple hundred people, including like, you know, at one point I was interviewing the guy who sold merch for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's a really good guy who's uh, Jim Jim Sullivan, Jim, Jimmy Velvet, as he's known. And he's John Cafferty's cousin of Beaver Brown Band fame. But um, he works with Morton Anderson. The kicker, the NFL kicker, who was like okay. Swedish Hall. So at one point, I was interviewing him, and we went out with Morton Anderson. So I'm like in it, suburban Atlanta, Georgia, trying to explain to the Swedish NFL kicker what the replacements are. You uh-huh. know? So it's like yeah. there's, it, it took me a lot of places you wouldn't normally expect uh, in a rock and roll book. And when you finally say, "I think we're we're near the end," and then you you have this book, which is which is such a such a, a a roller coaster mm. type book because there's a point when you're when you're reading this and it's just like you just want to wring their necks <laughs> and you just want to go like stop drinking <laughs> you just want to go it might go easier if you guys aren't drunk this morning <laughs> like you just want to scream at them like why is this recording session not working? You're drunk. <laughs> yes, or on some sort of horse tranquilizer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exact, yeah. It uh, it is amazing also how when you think of you think of bands when they go into the studio and it's like Fleetwood Mac and the, like these bands that just like we'll figure it out in the studio right. and like you you grow up and it's like this you're, you're into a certain kind of music where that seems like it's the absolute opposite of how your favorite bands operate, right. where it's just like, 
where you'd be like, like, no, the bands I like go in, and three days later they have an album. Right. But it, isn't it amazing how how it just happens, and suddenly a band is as as kind of it's kind of like rooted and raw as these guys. It's like you turn around, and like eight years later, it's just like. They're like, well, the sessions in the one place didn't work. Right. We'll pick it back up and do it somewhere else right. next month. Right. It's, it's like they made Stink in in one afternoon in <laughs> yeah. 1982. And then like seven years later, they're going to Bearsville and Capitol and Cherokee and Paisley Park to make one record. It's like, yeah. I think part of that, some of that was the era by the time you get to the major labels. There was, especially back then when budgets were big and... There was almost expectation if you didn't spend yeah. half a million dollars, what kind of record are you giving us? If it, you know, sure. So it's that thing. Yeah, it's that thing where it just clearly is expected to be. And just the idea of the budget for that video. Right. How much was the budget for the uh, Bastards of Young video? Well, that was. Yeah, I, I can't. Like, even that one was like, because, right. like, look, if that budget was more than. Four hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> it's ex, it's ex, extra, extraneous. I, I think that I don't remember if I included in the book, but the head of the uh, one of the their product manager or one of the executives of the label came and it's like there's not nothing going on in the video. It's just shooting a speaker, but they said like in between shots they were sort of like art directing the speaker. It was like they were. <laughs> it was oh. like, <laughs> yeah. Let me tell them something about directing videos. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it really. You finish the book, and then at some point, this very, this very intense up and down story, you have to say, uh, uh, yeah, Paul Westerberg, <laughs> I'd like to uh, send you a copy of the book. Like, what was that like? Funny you should ask, Tom. Um, mm-hmm. So, the whole time I, I was writing the book, typically he at least gives the impression he doesn't read his press and mm-hmm. didn't want to read the finished book before it came out. Okay. Uh, not surprisingly, at the last minute, he changed his mind and wanted mm-hmm. to see a, a galley, which mm-hmm. had, I had had printed just mm-hmm. before we were going yeah. into the production on the actual book. So, And now suddenly you're like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Luke Costello yeah. as I wait. Like, yeah. like, hey, a galley. He wants the galley. I guess. So I thought, okay, well, I'll mm-hmm. send you a galley. Uh, and I FedExed it to make sure he got it. And, mm-hmm. and of course, I had the tracking number to make sure yeah. he was going to get it. Uh-huh. And I see, I checked the delivery on a Saturday morning. Uh-huh. And uh, it's like, okay, he's got the book. He signed yeah. for it. Yeah. And right. you just, uh, how was that week? Yeah, that weekend was terrific. Uh, <laughs> yeah, was uh, like- and it got even better that night. I, I didn't hear from him. Yeah, I figured, well, he's going to take uh-huh. a few days to read yeah, it yeah, or whatever. Yeah. About... Uh, Three o'clock that morning, mm-hmm. my phone starts ringing. Mm-hmm. Uh, cell phone starts ringing. Give Unknown. me the ringer first. Let's get some context here. What ringer do you have, Bob Mayer? Is it? Let me see if I can guess what <laughs> ringer you have. Does it go like uh, Tony Soprano? No. No. I did have that at one point. Does it go? Is it the xylophone? Yes, it was. Yeah. So three in the morning. Arguably the worst cell phone sound of all the cell phones available. The ringer, the xylophone goes off. You look and 
What well, do you have him entered in as? I, well, My the, hero? The best, <laughs> the best part is I've – so I've sent the thing. I don't expect to hear from him. I'm not going to let it ruin my weekend. It's a beautiful – it's right before Christmas actually. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what a great yeah. – I decided I'm going to go to the gym. I go play basketball, have a nice lunch. Mm-hmm. Probably went to the movies. I was When you're him. playing basketball, <laughs> yes. not to take it off target. Sure. Where where do you uh, where, where, what kind of player are you like? I play uh, well. Zach Randolph. No, I'm much more like uh, Steve Novak. I would say Steve Novak. So you 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 are hurt. I'm hurt, and I shoot three pointers <laughs> yeah. alternately, basically. So you're on the IR. You show up at the playground. Yeah, on the injured list. <laughs> um. So now you get, now the phone rings. It's three in the morning. Three in the morning, and I do have his number, but his number generally comes up unknown. But it's a very specific type of unknown number. So basically, mm-hmm. it's like its own form of caller ID. Mm-hmm. So I know who it is, and I remember hearing the phone ring, turning over in bed, mm-hmm. looking at the phone, sort of sighing, mm-hmm. and you know I was in a fall. I was deep asleep, but instantly that that sound, you know, and when I realized it wasn't my, you know, somebody, a family member calling mm-hmm. with an emergency and I yeah. realized it was unknown, mm-hmm. uh, probably the terror was even greater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I turned to my then fiance about to be my wife and I just said, well, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he left a voicemail. Okay. Um, and it, as you imagine, the guy having read a, a 500 page book about his life in such detail, most of it occurring in his 20s. Mm-hmm. It was probably a bit of a mind warp for him. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, he was unsettled by the experience, let's say, initially. Okay. And so his voicemail was reflective of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so suffice to say, I didn't get back to bed, mm-hmm. uh, but I let it go to voicemail. Yeah. I, I figured I'll, I'll call him in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, yeah, sleep was, uh, sleep was unsettled that evening, Tom. Yeah. But then... <laughs> When you finally get on the horn with him. Yes, I get on the horn with him. So I called and left a proper message in the morning. He was screened his calls. He didn't answer. I said, hey, you know, I heard you got, got your voicemail. Uh, and uh, and I said, call me back. Happy to, t- happy to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually I went back and played basketball the second day trying to okay. sort of burn some of this yeah, yeah. adrenaline that yeah. had been coursing yeah. through my body for the last yeah. 10 hours. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're trying to burn off. The unburnable at this point. <laughs> and uh, and he, ca- he I saw the phone ring. I had uh-huh. kept it because I figured yeah. he was going to call back. And so that standing in my shorts and high tops outside, mm-hmm. I had a, about a two-hour conversation with him where he expressed, uh, I wouldn't say displeasure, but discomfort with some of the things I we talked about. Mm-hmm. And our arrangement always from the beginning was that it was, even though they were participating, it was technically unauthorized. It was my book, book to write. They sure. didn't have editorial control. But, you know, mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, you worry what somebody's response is going to uh-huh. be in that yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we went over it a couple hours. There were some tough moments in there. But ultimately, he was like, well, I got to go make dinner. I got to go have dinner. So mm-hmm. and he, that was it. You know, he was and he expressed some very positive things about the book. And I just think, it, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want anybody bringing a kind of that sort of forensic uh, detail to my life, uh, particularly if my life in my 20s. No. <laughs> But, I don't uh, want any. No, sorry, sorry about that. Oh, sorry. What's that? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm sweeping up. You're sweeping up. Yeah, I'm, I'm the maintenance guy here. Uh huh. Current power. I don't. I'll let you guys go. No, 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 no. Wait. The radio show is going on here. Yes, this is a radio show. Oh. Yeah. What are you talking about? The replacements. This is Bob Mayer. He wrote a replacement book. Oh, hey. Called Trouble Boys. Oh. 
Should ask him why uh, asking me lies wasn't the follow up to I'll be you. What? What's See that? Guys. Wait, wait, wait. Come back. Hey. What's it? Why, why don't you? Why don't oh, you come back? No, 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 no. Come no, on back. I, I was curious. I, I was what was why, that question? Oh, I was wondering why asking me lies wasn't the follow up to I'll be you. I know Aiken to be was the was the next video, and I think back to back went to radio, but. Uh, None of them really caught fire. Why don't you have a seat? Have a seat, buddy. Steve? You said Steve. Yeah. Have a seat. This is... You guys are in the middle of doing something. Sit down. Sit down. No, no, no. Wait. Sit down. Wait. How did you... That's interesting that you, random maintenance man here, would be aware that, in fact... No, you were saying you thought asking me... He's talking about the replacement's third major label album, Don't Tell a Soul, Mm -hmm. the first single, which was I'll Be You. Mm -hmm. Uh... And he was asking why asking me lies wasn't the follow-up to mm-hmm. that. Right. Which, Seems logical to me. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That's pretty deep, though. Yeah. Steve, can you get on that mic oh, a yeah, little yeah, more? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that? So you have a book? Yeah. It's, a, it's a f- about a 500-page book of The Replacements, biography of The Replacements called Trouble Boys. It's, it's done really well. I'm surprised you, you have it. down Trouble Boys. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, you talk to all kinds of people? Yeah, I spent about eight years uh, doing interviews, researching the book. I had access to the band. I did, uh, God, almost 300 interviews. Oh, my God. Yeah. Talked to Paul Stark? Yes, I talked to Paul Stark, the co-owner of Twin Tone Records, many times. Yeah. Right. How about uh, uh, Tom Byrne? You're saying you haven't read my book, but you're aware of who Tom Byrne is? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Tom Byrne was the original or one of the original lead singers in the band that became The Replacements. Um, but yeah, Dog I Breath. Don't, yeah, dog breath. Yeah. But, but uh, before that, he was, he was an oat with uh, with Paul. Yeah, how you're saying you really haven't read my book and you're aware of all this stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that you talk to bugs. Bugs. Yeah. Who's who's bugs? Tom Petty's guitar tech. Oh, oh, Bugs Wydell. Yeah, I did actually talk to him, kind of towards the end of the. Pro- yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm okay. Scott McCoy. Sure, of the Young Fresh Fellows. Of course, I talked to Scott McCoy. Sure, many stages. A lot of drunken nights, I guess. Uh, what about Denny Carlson? Denny Carlson. Denny Carlson. Oh, yeah. Well, so, Tom, this was in the early mm-hmm. part of the book. Uh, there was a guy who was passing by the replacements rehearsal who they never met, didn't know, was just heard the band playing, and and he told them, suggested that they give their demo tape to uh, Peter Jesperson at Twin Tone, who eventually signed them and became their manager. I didn't actually know his last name was Denny. Neither did the band. How, how did you uh, – Carlson, we only had the first name. How did you know his last name was Denny Carlson? Oh, well, Denny ended up here in Newbridge. Yeah, he, he ended up uh, managing Scums, which, uh, of course, was the Quint City's uh, only punk rock clothing store. Huh. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. You talked to uh, Mike Anderson? I'm sorry, Detective Mike Anderson. Detective Mike Anderson. I'm, I interviewed a lot of people, but that name doesn't ring a bell. Oh, he's the officer, uh, you know, at, at, at the top of, of the stink EP before kids will uh, kids won't follow. Oh, sh- you know, he he says, yeah. uh, everybody grab yourself and go, and no one goes to jail. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't know the officer had it. I mean, I I researched this for almost a decade, but I didn't. Uh, I, I wish I guess I'd talked to you uh, beforehand. What about Jeff Sorensen? Who who is Jeff Sorensen? Are these Jeff Sorensen, uh, that is the guy who was – I didn't talk to him, but I believe that's who was the hand model on the cover of Please to Meet Me, shaking hands with Paul Westerberg. You know, he had the – he was mm-hmm. representing the record. How do you uh, – You didn't talk to him, though? No. Oh. I didn't talk to him. Hmm. 
So these are hmm. But the book's good. <laughs> well, I think what, I think the book's great. That, yeah. Okay. That's what well. people say. Have been saying it's got a lot of nice reviews. I mean, stuff. what would you hope that the other hand model from the cover of Please to Meet Me would say in an interview about getting his hand photographed? I don't know. I just thought he'd, he'd have have some some good insight into you know the like the uh, the dimensions of of, the, of Paul's. Sleeve rip, you know, mm-hmm. did that play into anything? You know, just questions anybody would ask, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, you know, it's it's uh, as comprehensive as I could make it, I guess. It's a uh, very well-researched huh. book. Huh. Did you talk to anybody here in Newbridge about it? No. You know, I mean, I, I, I talked to a lot of folks, a lot of cities, a lot of clubs, replacements obviously huh. were – Played, but uh, Newbridge didn't come up in my research, and, and I did have access to a lot of people, a lot of uh, road documents. But I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't explore all of them. I, well, let's say that I, I asked because that they played here all the time. I mean, I, I knew they came through through Jersey a lot, but I, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, yeah, they used to play this place called Los Amigos. Well, you know, Los Amigos is still a functioning Mexican restaurant, but sure. they, they used to have a stage in the back, mm-hmm. and they played uh, all the time. They, they played a lot of cool shows there. A lot of bands played there. Husker Du, uh, Let's Active, Mother 13, mm. Rumpled Stiltskiln, uh, Tom Patty and the Heartbreakers. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? No, Tom Patty and the Heartbreakers. So Tom, comma, Patty, Patty, and the Heartbreakers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was that... For some reason, I'm I'm just picturing a band. If they're going to call themselves that, were there two, were, was there anybody else up there than other than Tom and Patty? No. So sometimes they'd have a dog. Uh huh. Yeah. So he would be called the Heartbreakers. The heart. So yeah. a dog was known as. Well, I know of a guy who had a dog named Rollins Band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a. I always thought that was a cool name for a, for a pet. It is. Yeah. 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 Rollins Band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Tom. Comma, Patty, mm-hmm. yeah, and the Heartbreakers, which yeah. is a dog, yeah, they played at Los Amigos. They did. They were like an early scum rock band. Okay, yeah. Do you know how Kurt Mile plays scum rock? I don't know if he plays scum rock so much as no, he plays scuzz rock. You're right. Scu- okay, I didn't know. What's the difference between scum and scuzz rock? Scuzz is a little more cigarette smoked. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kurt plays scuzz. I didn't know he. You yeah. call what he does scuzz oh, yeah. rock. Yeah, yeah. But look, I, I'm 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 getting far off topic here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, there's that that I'm sure this is in your book. The the uh, the day that the replacements have to leave Tommy Stinson behind in New York. Sure, that uh, that was in '83. Uh, they uh, I guess uh, Tommy was they got they got separated at some point. And this is before call waiting and cell phones and. Uh, and so they had a gig in Boston, and they couldn't get a hold of Tommy, and so they just they, they just left him and played the gig in Boston, and 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 then came back and picked him up. Mm-hmm. What's what's rarely reported about that story is that they actually played Newbridge on the way back before picking up Tommy. Huh. Okay, and I played bass. You played bass. I did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because he was because uh, Tommy got left behind. Exactly. Yeah. You played bass. They needed some money, you know, mm-hmm. some to to keep the tour going. So they stopped at uh, Los Amigos and played a pickup show. And I, I I sat in on bass, and they loved me. Really? Oh yeah, they said I was the best ever, better than Tommy. And they said I'd actually be in the band if I wasn't four foot eight and al- albino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm. Thank you guys for not mentioning that when I came in. No, I didn't even notice. I'm just just looking at your hat. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What's it say on that? Well, it's a sombrero. Yeah, but it's got a little, like an iron-on on it. It It does, It looks like it says... Keep on tr- – oh, that's not trucking. I can't say what that no, says. No. It's- but, uh, uh, you can say what's above it though. Ariba, Ariba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Undulate. And, and keep on bleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Which I do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so is that like one of your – is that like a words to live by for it is. you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 It, uh, it served me well when I was in the hut. The hut? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jail? Yeah. You were you were in jail. Yeah, we don't need to get into it. No, no, no. I w- I, I, I would find that interesting. Well, I was selling black market black market CDs at the Newbridge Swap Meet, and Officer Harrop's nailed my ass. Black market. Yeah. What do you mean by black market? Black market. Well, you know what, what bootlegs are, right? Yes. Well, I was selling bootleg copies of the Weather Report album, Black Market. Weather Report, yeah. that kind of jazz. Joe Zawinol. Uh-huh. You know Joe, Joe Zawinol? I don't know him personally, but oh, uh, you don't? I, I, I'm aware of his yeah. body of work. You know, he wears a beanie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Would that be a book? Maybe your next book? If you're trying to think. You're right there? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beanie Boys, the Joe Zawinol my story. Wallet. Uh-huh. I have a lead wallet. That was a very heavy wallet. It's made of lead, but I've got a lot of money in it, too. Mm-hmm. So you, you go around with a lot of money. I do, yeah. I'm the Gene Simmons of, of uh, Night Sweepers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A weather report? To follow this up? Yeah. Weather I, report uh, biography? Spend the next eight years working on that? Yeah. I I don't know that my passion for that sort of fusion jazz runs quite that deep to commit to it but uh you know you're you're piquing my interest we'll do one on return to forever then oh well now that's sure that's a possibility okay yeah so i got caught right Mm -hmm. and judge davies sentenced me to two months okay but when i heard the whooshing followed by the dull thud under his robe Uh you know because for Mm. I, I I asked him if his pant pump was out of oil, and then he mm-hmm. sentenced me to ten years cruel labor. Cruel labor, yeah, okay, yeah. That's, That's the same as hard labor, but they make you break the rocks with a pool noodle. It was pool pool noodles. Yeah, they, they, those are the things that that people they're like floaties, yeah. kind of like people can float on in a pool. Yeah. yeah. So you, how how many rocks did you break with that pool noodle? Like one. In ten years. In ten yeah, years. Yeah. You know, that, that I thought you were going to say zero. Well, see, I did. I surprised mm-hmm. you. I did all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did a lot of cool things in the in the in the, when I was in jail. Mm-hmm. Like what? What other things? Well, um, I don't know if I can say it's on the air, but uh, you know how prison prison guys give each other tattoos. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have a tattoo. Okay. Um, it's on my wimple. Ugh. And and no, and it's it says Gary. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! So this is this replacements associate. Well, my friends call me replacement Steve. Yeah, oh. sometimes your friends call you replacement. They do. Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I don't even want to know if that's associated with the replacement song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, we're not going to talk about. Well, I haven't that. done it yet, but if you know, if if it comes to it, I'll point to it and say, "Look what Gary's got." Stop it. What? 
Come on, Steve. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's that is a song reference, Tom. Yes. Yeah. Replacement song. Reference. Yes, to one of their Kiss songs. Well, yeah, it's it's yeah, one of their uh, one of their gutter rock songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, one of their throwaways. Yeah. They always had a, a song like "Dose of Thunder" or. Yeah. Right. Maybe you could answer me this. I'll why, try. Why did they? They. There's several instances of them. The second song on 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 couple records were mm-hmm. were not weak, but sort of. Well, the build. I think there was probably some building up. To I'll the buy. Third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back and to back. Yes. What was the second song on the Ultra Down? Oh, you stumped me. Replacement Steve. What's you IMDb? Me. This. Well, IMDb is not the place. That, it was a. It was an album, not a movie. Sure, it was. I'm, pro- I'm just having. Wait, wait. What do you mean? All the records were movies. All the replacements Aren't album. They? Yeah. No, they were albums. Oh, that's why they were. All their records were records. No, but they're they're on those discs. <laughs> no, those are not DVDs. Yeah, they're not. Oh, DVDs. no wonder they wouldn't play in my DVD player. Yeah, that might have something to do with oh. why they didn't. So you thought? Well, that now I were... feel bad because I caused such a scene every time I bought one. Uh-huh. I, I, I returned them. You thought they were just movies that, for some reason, you bought a bum copy. I did, of the yes, movie. yeah. I thought, man, I got some terrible luck. And what would you think a replacement's movie would be? Like the movie for "Please to Meet Me." What would that be? Okay, well, uh, all right. Exterior, hand modeling school. Jeff Sorensen. He's he's teaching a, a class on 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 hand modeling. And he, he looks out in the crowd of, of students and he says, you, the, the young gutter snipe looking guy, come on up here. That's Paul Westerberg. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, you poor thing, your, your sleeve is torn. Let me shake your hand. And then, you know, and then they, they take the picture. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, and then this guy, Alex Chilton, comes, comes into frame. Okay. And then, uh, and then they talk a little bit. And then... Um, and then one of them says, I, I don't know. And then they just start talking about what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And, so and then later on, one of them goes, man, I got some nightclub jitters, baby. Replacement yeah. Steve. And I then, and then, and then um, the next scene, it's mm-hmm. a dream sequence. And this yeah. one guy, he's on a ledge of a yeah. building. Yeah, I wish, think I wish and he I can't was come on out. And then he, and then he wakes up and he goes, oh, never mind. Oh, and then, and then the next scene is, is, in a, is, in a, is, in a, is in a pool hall. Okay. And they're getting really muddy and they're throwing mud at each other. Uh-huh. And then they, they make up and they're drinking wine. Ugh. And then, um, and then, um, there's this, this thing in the air that they're mm-hmm. walking through and yeah. it's a skyway. skyway. And then yeah. they can't hardly wait to, to go back to the, to, um, mm-hmm. uh, this other place. Okay. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. End that's credits. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's not quite factual, I should say. I think Jeff Sorensen, the hand model, was just the brother of the photographer who took the cover. So um, I don't know if you're basing on that that on you know actual factual things, but I think it's a stretch. I don't know. Look, why are you guys why are you guys grilling me? I'm just a I'm just a, a, a lowly maintenance man sweeping. I didn't do anything to you guys. No, you didn't say we did anything. I'm sorry. No, I I, I why got, you, yeah. I'm just I I got temper problems, but I'll tell you, man. My life is back on track. Really? Thanks to my uh, fiance. Okay. Sydney Leathers. Wait, who's your fiance? Sydney Leathers. Sydney. Oh, you may have heard of her. 
She's in a movie. She's a movie star. Wait. I watched this movie the other day. Wiener. Yeah, yeah. She's the star of it. No. It's a documentary. It's not exactly the... Co- she's the... She's the woman who was sexting with Anthony Weiner, and then and then came forward and and publicized their 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 uh, their 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 sects, and then, and then uh, did the uh, then she did like a a porn movie I think based on the 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 exchanges with Anthony Weiner, and then confronted him at his election concession speech she was going to try she was going to try to confront him at and then i remember her running through a mcdonald's trying to chase down anthony weiner who was running from her that's your well she didn't mention any of that i haven't seen the movie she didn't mention any of that she just said that she was a star of this movie called weiner that was just opening Mm -hmm. so we got to work through some stuff i guess before our wedding uh-huh. Yeah. We were hoping you were going to officiate the wedding. You were hoping I would officiate your wedding. Yeah. Well, why? Well, okay. you, you know, you're a big deal mm-hmm. here, and uh, we love those impressions you do. Yeah, and, well, okay. and we were hoping, like, maybe you could do the ceremony as, I don't know, like um, like Joe Namath or something. What would that be like if you were to officiate our wedding as Joe Namath? Well, now you're, you're piqued by it. I gotta see. What would that be like? I think it would go, if I, what, you're, you're Steve. Right, yeah. And Sydney. Sydney, yeah. Okay. I think if I was officiating your wedding as Joe Namath, it would probably go a little something like, Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for the blessed Union of replacement Steve and his beautiful soon to be spouse Sydney Leathers, and they are to be bonded in holy matrimony. That's what Joe Namath would sound like marrying you guys. See, I, I think this is going to be great. I'm mm-hmm. very excited about it. Oh, so I'm actually gonna. You're actually interested in me doing that? I want you to do it. Of course I do. Okay. Of course I do. Well, that's. Yeah. I guess we can talk about it. Oh, wait, hang on. What is that? Oh no! But that was your ringer. Yeah. Yes, dear. No, dear. Yes, dear. No, dear. Maybe, dear. No, dear. Yes, dear. No, dear. No, dear. Yes, dear. No, dear. Okay, dear. Oh, boy. What is it, replacement? Nice job, Steve. Steve. You blew it. What happened? Well, I was about four weeks away, four weeks away from pulling a a stepfather on on my current family. Mm -hmm. And I had to open my big mouth and let the leathers out of the bag. Mm -hmm. You were going to do what? Pull a stepfather? A st- what does pull a stepfather mean? You haven't seen The Stepfather? The movie The yes. Stepfather? Oh, I've seen the movie oh, The Stepfather. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Remember but, what happens? Yeah. Basically, what happens is um, Terry O'Quinn, the star of the movie, he plays this guy who's insane. Mm-hmm. And he has, he has a family that he, you know, that he is with. 
and he he kills them, and then he's he goes to the next family that he's already set up, mm-hmm. and and he he has a family life with them, and then it just goes on and on like that for you know for the whole. So you were saying you were planning on pull you you say I'm gonna pull a stepfather, yeah, which makes yeah. it sound a little tamer than what it actually is, which is. Oh no, I, I wasn't gonna ice my current wife, Sheila Larson, and, and our kids Rieger and Habib. Mm-hmm. No, but. I was going to vanish from their lives uh, oh. quicker than you've been reaching for that voice modulator all night. Hey, there's no voice modulator sure back here. Bob, uh, we've, Bob, you've seen it, right? I, you know, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, but. It's pretty obvious. There's, there's nothing here. You're switching it on and off. Just don't look, okay? All right, all right. None of your business. Yeah. Look, you're judging me, okay? Uh-huh. I don't like it. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. There was only one who ever was. Okay. That seems to be a, another trend that's running through uh, con- a lot of conversations I have. People really hammer me and then pull a, pull a, uh, a, a religious quote when, when, the, when the, the heat's on them. Right, right. Well, you know, it's true, though. <sighs> but, I mean... I thought I was safe, and I mean, how could I have imagined that my my wife Sheila Larson would be tuning into this child CB radio show? Mm-hmm. That's not. I a got child caught. CB I don't like it. Show. Well, look, I gotta go. I gotta turn the old charm on for those two uh, hags, or else I'm sleeping in the old Steve mobile tonight. Oh, that's charming. Hey, um, do they sell erotic chocolates at the uh, at the Quick Stop? I don't think so. Ugh. What what here can I bring them to uh, cause them to not be mad at me? Hmm. What's that green thing, that puppet? What is that? No, that's Vance. You can't take that. Okay, well, can you give me like ten bucks? What about this? Oh, what is it? It's a, a Minions keyboard? Yeah, that'll do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Write you a letter tomorrow, tonight, I can't hold a pen, someone's got a stamp that I can borrow, Okay, enough. I promise not to blow the address. Again, I can't wait. Hardly wait. All right. Lights that flash. He's going into another version. Through the eve. No. No, don't start it. No, 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 no. Just give a well, well, well. He's starting a whole new song. It's a different song. Just give him the keyboard. Down on all five. All right, Steve. Show's promise, Steve. But keep working at it. Get me out of this stinking fresh air. Get out. How young are you? Okay. Go. How old am I? Oh, 
It's making me question the whole yes. last eight years I've spent. In the rain, dancing in the night. Yeah. That's what you spent the last eight years working on. I know. I I'm, I think I blacked out after he told me he had that wimple tattoo, so. Yeah, let's not talk about that. But you know what I do want to talk about? Yes. A giant dog. <laughs> Right. A giant dog. How about that? Hey, Mike. He left. He got his t-shirt money. And he split. That song was called Disney. From the album Pile, which I've played every week for the last 43 months. on merge good stuff everyone <sighs> did I want to tell you did I mention the mural yes I did but I'm going to mention it again there's a best show mural up in New York City the Bushwick Ridgewood Borders, axes. It's an amazing mural. It's up for the month of June. And what is it? Yeah, it's us saying. You know what we're saying with that? Yeah, the best show's here. And the rest of you. And I tell you, I couldn't put it on the mural. I wanted to say... I wanted to say... uh, uh, Every other podcast can suck it, but they wouldn't let me. But now it says your favorite podcast sucks. And it's up. The corner of Wyckoff Avenue and Norman Street by the Halsey L stop. And everybody who goes, you get your picture taken in front of it. You Instagram it or tweet it at me. Hashtag it. Best show rules NYC. And I'm giving prizes out every single day as long as this mural is up. Surprises, there's not going to be a, go there the next day, there'll be a Masses Tavern mural. Mike, Mike with these shirts. If he mentions a shirt one more time, I'm going to barf. Play the record, I get up for a second, he's a, do you think you can plug the shirts one more time? It's like sales are a little soft. Like, what do you mean soft? He's like, I'm talking, in the last 30 seconds, I only sold two. I'll tell you. He's made more money on this show than any of us. His headshots and his t-shirts. He's got a calendar. That, that just to me, that's just a bridge too far, a calendar. What is this cat? This is a, first of all, I hear about these things during the show. He knows not to mention it off the air because I'll tell him there's no way you're doing a calendar. What would be a, an AP Mike calendar? 
The what? No, don't come. Don't let him in here. So remember that creation of Manchester thing with the guy who looked Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be in it and create, mm-hmm. you know, monthly mm-hmm. scenarios. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I'm going to be in that same pose. Yeah. Well, I'll say this, though, Mike. That thing you're referencing, you must be talking about, uh, you must be talking about, uh, Marilyn Monroe, uh, was skirt blowing up on the great. That's, nobody remembers that thing. These things, they come and they go, Mike. You're hanging out to some meme from seven months ago? That, this is what I hope happens. And I, I mean this with nothing but goodwill, Mike. I hope you take the money from the headshots. And you take the money from the shirts and you put it all into the calendar and you lose big. I hope you lose big on the calendar. I hope you flame out on this calendar. And then you'll be selling calendars for 30 cents outside the Lincoln Tunnel. Right? I think I can get a good price on shipping. All right, get out of here. Okay, yeah, you might get a call. Who's good here, Mike? While while are you while they're set? Are you setting up? You still doing that? You good? You guys do it. You can. Yeah, you want the headphones? Pat can here. Pat, here's some headphones. I'll just talk. Yeah. So when I was eating at this restaurant uh, a couple uh, weeks ago. The same one where the guy was reviewing the Falcon Crest. uh, He was talking about Falcon Crest with his uh, his dinner 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 partner. A few weeks ago, he was sitting there talking all about Desi Arnaz and going so deep into the thing. And then it's like then I realize this guy's a priest. Talking about Falcon Crest and Desi Arnaz. I made one Check, note baby. here about a conversation Check, he was Check, having, uh, that somebody else was having there. Check, baby. Uh, you, Maybe, yeah, you would have liked this Check. one, Mike. There was a woman, uh, there was a date going on at a nearby table. All right. Check, 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 and <laughs> the woman saying that she, she starts talking so loudly. I'm like three tables away and she's talking about her her uh, her her uh, breast augmentation surgery. It's like I have a, I went from a B to a D, and it's like I'm trying to eat. What am I eating at the the, the Hustler Superstore? Look, if I was getting a scone at the Hustler Superstore when I was in Los Angeles, as I've said a few times before. Driving past the, uh, down Sunset Boulevard. You see Ron Jeremy sitting and drinking coffee outside the Hustler Superstore. It's a little on the nose, Ron. Can't take that to a coffee bean. Are we good? We're good. Now, com. Yep. How are you, buddy? That's good. I'm good. That's good. That's my site, and that's me. Yeah. Now your album, Believe I'm Going Down. Yeah. This is a this is a tour de force this album. Yeah. You like it? 
I, I don't like it. <laughs> I love it. I know, right? Would you? Whoosh. You know, like, uh, what is that? Super Subway comedian? When this, you know, wait, you like Suicide's first album, but do you like Suicide's second album? I like the first album. You don't like the second album? I, 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 I Super Subway comedian? You know that song? I don't remember. I, I oh, come on, Tom. All right, fine. I'll start <laughs> listening to the second album. Do you want to, you, uh, I'm scared by those guys. Right? It's like got this disco beat and it's on every like accent. He's like, whoosh, whoosh. he's like talking about just this guy, a super subway comedian mm-hmm. on the subway. He's like, he can't get a job just to doing his thing. All he wants to do is to make people laugh. <laughs> you got to check it out. Yeah. yeah go. And he's like, watch out, man. You're going to laugh. You're going to smile, man. Yeah, here he comes. <laughs> it's all like that. It's, it's, you gotta listen to it. You can love it. I'm gonna say there's a reason why you just told me why I don't know the second Suicide album that well. Why? The song you were just telling. I could picture myself going. No, you'll. Love yeah, it. I'm not into this so Come much. On. Give it a chance. Look, now I will. Yeah. Because you only like like six albums. And that's not true. Four of them are yours. I love this running gag. These are the only good. album. This is your favorite albums. Number one, believe I'm going down. Number Chris two, Chris Christopherson, me and Bobby McGee. Okay. Number three, uh, waking on a, a, a pretty days. Number Hate four. That. Hate that album. Number four, uh, uh, <laughs> Square Shells EP. Number five, Black and Blue by the Rolling Stones. Yeah. <laughs> Number six. Uh, I like Terry Baby, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you like tu- you like Rumors? Yeah, I like Terry, Terry Baby. Yeah. <laughs> your favorite albums are Rumors, Black and Blue, Rumors and your own out. albums. Rumors is played out. Platinum played out. So Rumors <laughs> is played out. What's an album that people wouldn't expect you to like, Kurt Vile, that you love? Uh, you know, my new favorite album is uh, Chris Christopherson's first album, Me- well, it was just called Christofferson, but the better album cover, mm-hmm. and they like uh, showcase the hit once it became a hit. They call it "Me and Bobby McGee." That's a great mm-hmm. album. You know that? You like him? You like? I that? like Chris Christofferson. Sure. Like "Me and Bobby McGee," it cuts in. He's like talking to the session guys. Like mm-hmm. it's like a big hit, and it's like right before it, they just ha- have him talking to the guitar player or something. He's like, "If it sounds country, man, that's what it is. It's a country song." Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, two, three. Busted flat in Baton Rouge. <laughs> Just cuts right into it. Now, is this before or after the Blade movies? Blade? Is he in Blade? Yes, he plays Whistler in the Blade movies. It's before. Blade sounds like 80s. Is it 70s? No, it's 90s. It's Wesley Snipes. Yeah, of course it's it's his first He played Whistler. Remember he played Whistler in the Blade movies? And he had those sunglasses? Never saw that. Remember when Blade, he threw the sunglasses to Blade and said, Use this. No, because I don't see it. So you're saying I should check out pre-Blade Chris Christopherson. Yeah, and Suicide's second album. Okay. All right. Now you have your guitar. I do. You're going to play a song. Yeah, I had big ideas of what to play, but I think maybe I'll just play my big radio hit. Is that all right with you? Yeah, you do whatever you want, KurtVile.com. Now? Yeah.
feel like jamming it out. We've got Kurt Vile in studio. Uh, he's, uh... Now, Kurt, that song... Really uh, great to have Kurt Vile on the show. <laughs> that song, Pretty Pimpin', uh... What were you thinking? Yeah, what, when you wrote that, what, uh... What were you thinking? It's about the I man mean, the man in the mirror. Is that a... Were you really looking in the mirror? <laughs> and were you like, who is this person in the mirror? And were you worried about being sued by Michael Jackson's song about the man in the mirror? You the same, simultaneously. <laughs> Are you going to play another song? No. 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 You no. looked like you were ready to. No, this is my. This is one of my. That's your default. This setting. is one of my lovable ticks. Sure. Like, <laughs> so an air guitar. So it's not your. Uh, no. No, I can get up and go at any time, Tom. I know you can get up and go at any time. 
<laughs> hey, uh, the uh, Bob. Do you want to sit? You can sit in here if you want. Sure. Lay some, lay some riffs down. Let me oh, hear yeah. some riffs. All right. Colors on the street. Red, white, and blue. Oh. Or is it that's look, something? You that was a riff. Thanks. Hey, how did you get for you're from Philly, but then you're you're you're, you're interested in all these th- things like uh, like banjos and I mean you're supposed to be uh, you're supposed to be interested in uh, 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 the electric love muffin. Is that a Philly thing? I think electric right? love muffin. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah, well, sounds delicious. Yeah, but you, you, uh, you got this like this uh, traditional background. Al the tradition. <laughs> Al the tra- Where did that come from? Um. Well, I don't know. My dad was a bluegrass freak, mm-hmm. sort of. Not even you know. We just always play bluegrass and old time music, so it's kind of embedded, embedded. Mm-hmm. In uh, some of us in the family, that's all. Paul, this gentleman—he's yeah, he's really good at finger picking. He's not coming. We found. Well, okay, he was going to be a fun guest. Yeah, we did not announce. It was, like, it was the only reason I talked about him so much in the front end of the yeah. of our visit. Yeah, it's because this dimwit's supposed to show the up. The only reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then he calls you and is like, no, he literally he called. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna be there at at twelve at eleven uh, forty. I'm like, that's perfect because that's exactly what I would have liked you to come at the last twenty minutes. And he's like, and they call me back and he's like, I took a wrong turn, and now the GPS is saying one a.m. I was like, what what wrong turn do yeah. you take? It's north. <laughs> it's what it's, wrong turn do you yeah. take? That at first it's eleven forty, and then it's, it's one a.m. Yeah, it's the turnpike. <laughs> yeah. There's no wrong turn. You get if you're going from Philly to here, you get on the turnpike and you don't get off till you're here. Yeah, well, he was coming from Westchester. No, the, well, he's that's and he said he he was on 476 somehow. The whole thing sounded fishy. I was like, what do you mean 476? So what did he accidentally get on the Northeast Extension or something? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Paul Vile. Hey, Mike. Any of these calls good? One. Mike's telling me to go to line one. Best show, you're on. Hi, this is Kenneth from Kansas City. I'm a first-time caller, long-time listener. Welcome to the show, Kenneth. How's your night going tonight? It's going great. Excellent, excellent. I'm just down uh, walking around in the streets of New Orleans. Uh, My band is on tour. We have a day off tonight, so we're just out chilling around, but we're... Tomorrow night, New Orleans, we're playing at Circle Bar, which I'm excited about. I've never played in New Orleans before. And then the next night, we're playing with a giant dog at Motel Hell mm. in Austin. Tell them their friend Tom said hi. 
I definitely will. We played with we played a house show with them in Kansas City a uh, few wait, weeks wait, ago. Wait, what, really what, are we doing, what are we doing with the what are we doing with this call? Huh? Wait, what are you going down the whole tour itinerary? Oh, oh sorry, no. sorry. That's all right. Need to do that. Don't worry. I was just saying we played with them in a house show in our town, and now we're playing with them at a house show in their town. So I'm excited about it. That's exciting. Anything else? Um, I guess that's about their town. Now my town, first their town. Now my town, <laughs> first their town. First their town, now my town. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, it's like. Uh, Bruce Springsteen bangs his head, First and then that's the song he writes. First their town, now my First town. First show I played was there. Oh, whatever. That's not. Best show. Oh, hey. Hi. To whom? Uh, this is Robin in Toronto. Robin in Toronto. What's going on? You're here with um, Kurt Vile and Bob Mare. Sorry? You're here with Kurt Vile, rock star Kurt Vile, and hey. superstar author Bob Mare. Hello. What's up? What's up, Robin? Uh, not too much. I was trying to find out from Mike what the topic was, but I didn't get it. There's no topic! Ow. The topic is I have famous people in the studio. Hey, Mike. Mike, tighten it up. Tighten it up. Not all t-shirts, okay? One. One, one. This guy with his t- puts people on thing waiting for the topic. Best show. Hello? Hello? Yeah, who's this? Turn your radio down. Yeah, thank you. Jello, Jello girl. Is this Jello man? It is. Brother of Kurt Vile, Paul Vile, a.k.a. Jello man? That is correct. What happened, buddy? Where? How'd you get so, how'd you get so waylaid? Listen, Bert doesn't believe me. Um, Wait, what did you call him? Bert. Bert. Bert? Yeah. Bert. So you call he calls you Bert. Yeah. Bert Vile. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so that so what? So Bert doesn't believe that you got lost. I believe. I believe as usual. Where are you right now, buddy? <laughs> He's gone. Is he gone? Yeah. <sighs> so he just doesn't believe that I got disconnected. No. <laughs> hey, Coco, you want to come in here? <sighs> you know. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? He doesn't believe me that I. Yeah. Got... <laughs> well, he doesn't believe that. <laughs> hey. Oh no, it's Paul. He doesn't believe that. He doesn't believe that I screw things up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, can you believe? I cannot believe as I live and breathe. It's Coco from from Coco. Coco from Muskogo. Coco from Muskogo. Coco from Muskogo. It works for me. Yeah. Yeah. How are you, Coco from Muskoko? I'm great, Tom. It's not Coco from Muskoko. No. That's. Hey, you have your banjo with you, right? Yeah. Can you play something on your banjo? What do you want me to play? You. Uh, red apples for Tom. 
Well, you did that one last time about a few years ago. What other one do you want to hear? I don't know. What what what, what would you play on your banjo? I gotta go check it out. I haven't. I gotta. You want to go check it out? And Could you? I, w- I seriously would love it. All right. I love when you play banjo, Kurt. All right. Oh, thank Susanna. you, Kurt. Oh, Susanna. You do a forty-five minute version like uh, Crazy Horse, right? How are you, Coco? I'm doing so great, Tom. Can I just take this opportunity to wish a happy birthday to a friend? Your friend is Geneva. I wish I could say yes, but okay. you can't. Um, sorry, sorry, I wa- Coco. I just wanted to. I, I wish, I wish I there know, was a way. There are there are rules here, and. I've just got to follow him. Yes. Sorry, Geneva. No birthday wishes sent your way. Do I know this, Geneva? I know Geneva. Well, happy birthday, Geneva, of course. Now, you, Coco, what brings you to these parts? Oh, I'm just a rambling. Just, uh, no. You're just rambling. No, you're... Look, I don't want to say this. Tom? Yes? I'm working on a record right now. Yeah. And when I get home, mm-hmm. I'm going to record it. You're going to record the solo album you were talking about because you are on Merge Records now. I am. I'm a Merge Records solo artist, Coco Hames. That's so exciting. It's very exciting. I'm yeah. so excited. And what a show tonight. I know, right? Lot of Bob Mayer was here. Do you know Bob? I do. We are uh-huh. acquainted. Uh huh. He's a good guy. He's, He's a good right. guy. He's, He's a an okay, an okay guy. Pretty good guy. Yes. I didn't read the book. Uh, uh, look, 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 look. It's long. Yeah. And uh, but sp- there are some pictures in it, which helps me. I got bored with the pictures, even. Yeah, it's just like oh, oh, are they like, black and white? I was like, it's the same guys in all of these pictures. That's what I was thinking. Like, why? There's so many different people out there. Why can't all the pictures be of different people? That's what I mean. And there's so many stories in the book. Where's their picture? Is what yeah. I was wondering. Yeah, I'm like, and I started reading the book, and I was like, I don't even like the replacements. It's like. Just like, wait, I thought this, wait, this whole thing's just about this one band? It wasn't what I, it wasn't what I thought. I know, and then it's like, wait, now they're talking about an album I don't like. (laughs) And they keep talking about it. Are you guys talking about my book? What? (laughs) What? No, no. uh, What would make, no, I I was not, uh, I just... We're talking about this book about <laughs> another a band. Uh, it's about uh, uh, Beat Rodeo. <laughs> it's a book. This, uh, no, the book. It's so great. I'm telling you, I read this book. It's so, it's like such a hard thing for a book this long to, to not be. First of all, I want to congratulate you. You did not start the book in the 1700s, <laughs> like so many rock books. What is the furthest back that a rock book has gone? 
I imagine probably to the 16 or 1700s, one of those Beatles books talking about the, to be honest, I did cut a paragraph from the finished book about mm-hmm. the migration or the emigration of the first Westerbergs and how they took Good. the West. Well, that was the right cut to make. <laughs> I'm going to congratulate. Look, just because you wrote it. You're right. It didn't mean we needed to read it. Yeah. Right, exactly. Or I, yeah. A thing. You read these books. I'm reading a thing. It's like a, it's like a Highlander is going on. <laughs> and it turns out it's a, it's a book. It's a, it's a book about, uh, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm reading about Fred Durst's, uh, it's, it's 18 generations earlier. His father that it's, uh, it's... dancing around a volcano. <laughs> like, Crawling out of the the soup. I have to say it was very uh, – felt like I was coming full circle here in KV because actually the first real big research trip I did to New York, mm-hmm. 2009, mm-hmm. Uh, I saw KV open for Big Star. Yes. And what turned out to be the last ever Big Star show at uh, Masonic uh, Temple in Brooklyn. Or it was whatever, the last ever Hall. Big Star show and that's the night that we met. And then suddenly out of that came a great friendship. <laughs> Yes. What would you think about? What about this? What about this for your next book, Bob? Yes, sir. Pretty Days? Question <laughs> mark. The true story of Kurt Vile and all of the Vile family. Well, that would definitely, I'll be honest, that'd be an interesting story because everybody in my family is a, their own version of a freak. Often understated, but if you got deep, really? interesting book. Because I was going to say when I, when I thought you were like, oh, you should just make another music book about mm-hmm. Kurt. There's no reason whatsoever to write a book about any modern artist. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw like a random book about Beck, for instance. Like mm-hmm. times have changed. There's nothing. It's like, oh, Kurt Vile. Then Kurt Vile. Then he went home from tour. Then mm-hmm. he recorded his next album on Pro Tools. Then he went on tour. <laughs> then he recorded his next album on Pro Tools. It's so boring. No, but if you're going to talk about all my siblings, that's pretty, yeah. that will be pretty deep. I think you put the book, whoever does this book on the Vile family, there's like four pages are about you. <laughs> right? That's fine. My fear in doing that is that <laughs> Jello Man would somewhere in the middle of it hijack it and it would no longer be a Vile family biography, but a sort of uh, a Jello Man memoir. That'd be a, yeah. well, yeah. If he got it, yeah. If he got a hold of you like that, <laughs> he's ripped now, though. Jello man, is he? Nah. He's got some. Hold on, a <laughs> second. he's online. One. Right, Big right. Best show. Hello. Yeah. What? What's up, Paul? Ewoks. I'm back. You're back. So what happened? How did you get so so detoured, uh, Paul Vile, a.k.a. Jell-O Man? Well, I'm actually in a route right now. And I'm an hour late, but that means anything. But, um, <laughs> so we won't be on, here. You know, I come from Westchester. I took a, a turnpike exit. Mm-hmm. And then last minute, went on the uh, northeast, northeast extension line exit. Yeah. So what, what? 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 What's going on now, Paul? Since we're not going to get to see your lovely face, first of all, true or false? You are pretty ripped now. Like you're pretty. You're you're uh, you're in shape. That's none of your business. <laughs> oh. 
I'm just kidding. That is your business. No. What are you doing? You listen because you're doing masonry now, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I still do Jello, right? You're still doing Jello. You still sell Jello. Jello shots. I mean, I sell Jello and I uh, lay bricks. Mm-hmm. Ending, you know, I got a, had a bunch of patios that I did uh, the winter time. They led to more patios in the springtime. Next thing you know, I, I got all these patios. Next. I get a ton of money laying bricks. <laughs> Jello is my true trade, if you will. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, I've got all these patios. Yeah, it's you know like those books I was telling you about. <laughs> then he made a patio. <laughs> and I saw, I saw then he cooked I saw some Jello. You ran away from me. What's that now? I saw you at Sasquatch. You ran away from me. Yeah. <laughs> not uh That one's not going to be on the uh, greatest hits reel. Uh, Jello man. I was trying to get you some Jello, but uh, never panned out. <laughs> yeah, you Sasquatch. You were there, and then you were. They told you like, don't bring Jello shots into the thing. Oh, you knew about that? Yeah, you told me. That's how <laughs> I knew about it. Oh yeah, at the gate they stopped me. They stopped and, you uh, with the Jello shots. Yeah, I said I'm Kurt Vile's brother. They didn't care. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. I was like bringing these to Kurt, and they were like, "Who's that?" Kurt. Kurt Schmert, I don't care. You can't bring Jello in here. <laughs> <laughs> they act like they were pissed off. I mean, they're pretending like they cared, but I knew they didn't deep down. Deep down, they didn't care about you and your Jello. <laughs> but anyway, no, I'm, uh, I'll get it right now, I got your shirt. A shirt? What is it? What is a Jello Man shirt? It has, it has ET on it. What's that? I have a Bonnaroo shirt for you. Okay. And it has ET on it. I can't understand what you're saying. ET. It has ET, has ET on it. Terrestrial, the movie. Okay. Yeah, well, I want to speak about it. No, this is better. Yeah, I have ET on the shirt. Um, mm-hmm. It has jello shots on it. Okay. It costs 25 bucks for you. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm buying a shirt, apparently. So that's... A lot of that going around, Tom. Yeah. It's, it's buy one, get one, if you will. <sighs> but what if I don't buy one? Um, I'll give you one, probably. Okay. Paul. I was selling uh, bootleg Kurt shirts, too, at uh, Sasquatch. Now, how does that feel? Yeah, he wasn't How does... He like... He, he, I don't think he cares, because he's the bottom line. So, like... Oh, you mean the old shirt? No, I put a picture of Kurt, and I um, put pop art on it. I know at one point, Paul, you were selling bootleg sunglasses... Of your own brother's band. Yeah, still, I still do that. How yeah. does that? How does that? Just when you, when when somebody, how much do those sunglasses go for? So you sell them um, two for how do you say it? Two for a fifteen, one for ten. But they're they're like you know, I'll sell some for five. They ask. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember those. They were like a long. Yeah. Like a few years ago, we had those. Yeah, Kurt got and really they, pissed off when I, no, I, made I put them on, and they like literally, they're like the. You didn't like them. You put them on, and they're yeah. literally, it, the lens makes you automatically depressed. Like, they're so cheap <laughs> that, like, it's not even just making things dark. It's yeah. just like, yeah. it's almost like a yeah. smoky, sooty, like, the sure. world is Well, that was just depressing. a choice I made it at one time. Like, I mean, I could oh, get a better the new ones are better? Okay. But, but on the bright side, your name is on it, Kurt. Yeah, well, but the, the shades I have this time for, for Bonnaroo, I put two jello shots on them next to uh, 
there were two gel shops stacked on top of each other, like a little icon next to the, the B mm. of the Honoru. Okay. Sense, yeah, no, that makes sense. If you don't, if you don't like them, just tell me. Look, look, bro, I wish you were here. We could have done all this in person. I know. I'm super bummed because I'm, I'm not kidding around. Like, I was, I was making shirts, like, literally for like, two days straight, and I just packed up. I rushed, and, like, I really wanted to come. I'm bummed out right now. I actually just pulled over because it was kind of hard to talk when I was driving. It's a toughie, too, because we're talking about Bonnaroo, where I'm going to be, so you know I can't let you in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pictures posted, view of the egg. <laughs> So everything we're talking I'm gonna, about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there. I know, I know, I know you'll be Bert. there. Yeah. Paul, are you going, Tom? Are you going, Tom, or no? Am I going to Bonnaroo? Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> is it because you don't like me, or what is it? Yeah, that's why I'm not going to Bonnaroo. You actually, you and Kurt are pretty much the only thing that would make me go to Bonnaroo. What oh, about really? Ween? Ween? Yeah. No, I'm, oh, yeah, Ween. I'm, I'll sit that. What one about uh, Father John Misty? I'll. Sit that out too. Um, what's gonna say? Like a, so you're not going to Bonnaroo? It's like if Pete Seeger crossed with the American Psycho. <laughs> Which one? We Father John Misty. <laughs> oh jeez. Hey yeah. Tom, what's uh, what's that, Paul? Quick thing. Did you did you see that? Did you see the Vice uh, Live Nation thing that my uh, Jello shot um, uh-uh, operation, see. if you will? No, I didn't. I, I didn't, buddy. Is it because you don't like me? Or no. you didn't? <laughs> Paul, why don't you come in here some week, even if Kurt's not around, you come, and we'll we'll make it a, a, a night of jello shots. I'll make you a patio at some point, too, if you want, for no reason. <laughs> You'll make me a patio. Yeah, I believe Rick. Yeah, no, I know what a patio. I know how patios are put together. We've heard of bricks. I have an artist. I have an artist guy for that. Where can people get? uh, Where can people find out? Where can they get in touch with you if they want a a patio? Um, first up, you can just send me a message on Instagram or something. Or I don't really have a a website set up for my masonry Uh, because, like, you're on only one person. And what are you on Instagram as? Jello Man Philly. Jello Man Philly. So people can go. And if they need a patio, they can buy it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be impressed if I, la- if, I, if I made you a patio, though. You'd probably like it. All right, buddy. Look, you know I love you, uh, Paul. You know you're my second favorite vial. I got it down. I got to click it down. Kurt really bugs him that I said you were the most interesting vial. Is that what I said? The most interesting or my favorite? It never bugs you, but you've said it to me literally every time I see you. You say, hey, Paul, still your favorite vial? No, that's not what I say. What do you say? I say how when you said that and Paul repeated it a million times. You said, he's my, I'm, I'm his new favorite vial. Okay. He said it. He said, I'm the new, his new favorite Kurt knows, Kurt knows you like me. I do like you. I'm not I'm not going to hide that. I like you. Yeah, I like Kurt better. That's why we're talking to you on the, the dumb phone. It's okay. <laughs> Look, you drive I'm safe. Not- Drive safe, Paul. Okay. Wait, one more quick thing. What if I what if I come an hour late? We no, I'm going to be gone. We're all going to be gone. Yeah. Were you guys going to eat dinner or something? No. No, we're going to go uh, bowling. I guess, I, I guess I'll turn around and go to Bonnaroo then. I guess at this point. Yeah, that's what I told you to do. So you're just going to head down to Bonnaroo now. Well, well I kind of went the wrong direction. Oh, okay, <laughs> look, pay just just. I wanted you to see the van that I had. Like, Rigged it up and put a yeah, how many people, there. How many people have heard that? <laughs> That's why you're supposed to be on time to yeah. things. Am I, am I, 
your dad all of a sudden? I want you to see my van. How many times do you no. throw that line around, that's, Paul? That's vulgar. You can't say vulgar stuff like that. I'm, I'm talking about business here. Yeah, no, you know look. I mean? You take care of yourself, buddy. Can't wait to see the van. You will figure, in all seriousness, come on up. We'll get, we'll get you up here. You yeah. and Michael trade jello shots all night long. Her what about it? It made me sad. It made me seem like you were pissed. No. So hopefully you can bring me back another time. Anytime you want, buddy. You anytime you want. Why don't you work up a special Coors Light Jello shot? That's easy. Work those up for Mike. Coors Light Jello shots. What if what That's if no, they were because no they're going to eat Whopperinos next week outside the Holland Tunnel, which is a a Whopper uh, wrap. Well, I never heard of that yet. Well, we'll we'll work up some Coors Light Jello shots and then we'll we'll uh, we'll figure that out. All right, buddy. Well, thanks. I'll bring us some bricks. Okay. Goodbye. Yeah, I hung up on him. <laughs> no, I didn't hang. Don't you can't no, act like, I know. like no. he, he gave me yeah. any rope. There. Yeah. No, that was. Kurt's got his, oh, That's all right. Kurt's got his banjo. Yeah, it's not. What are you gonna play, buddy? What do you want to hear? Actually, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> what do you want <laughs> to play? Oh, it's this one. Don't her. worry, that was awesome. Thanks, and that's also from the new album. Yeah, check this out. Sir <laughs> <laughs> was just twirling his banjo. So, Coco. Yes. I'm putting you up here for a second. Formerly of Nashville. Yes. Currently of. 
parts unknown? Where were you? Just are you all over the place now? I am. I'm doing that thing where you go around, mm-hmm. and then you sit down and finish all the songs for your record like you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Been spending a lot of time in Memphis, which mm-hmm. is close to Nashville. Sure. A little different. Kurt, Nashville versus Memphis, where are you on that? Well, I love Memphis. I love the history. I went to Memphis with my family before Nashville, and I hit up Sun Studios. Mm-hmm. I hit up Graceland, and I had some barbecue and all those kind of things. But if I had to choose one to live in for music, etc., it's like uh, Nashville because it's just like shooting fish in a barrel over there. <laughs> but yes. but uh, but they're so close. That's the beauty of it. I mean, yeah. why you don't even necessarily have to pick. Mm-hmm. But if I had to, I'd pick live in Nashville. I'd still visit Memphis. There's a guy over there, Doug Easley, uh, in Ma- Memphis. Mm-hmm. He scored a lot of. Uh, I was trying to get a hold of him when I was over there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely a great engineer. Sure. To some classic records that I liked. Yes. Such as? Silver Juice, Starlight Walker, Pavement, Wowie Zowie. Mm-hmm. You guys, you and Bob talk about? Yeah. Doug Drifters, Guided by Voices. Yeah. White yeah. Stripes. White Stripes. Yep. Yeah, I know. Like later on, he did Loretta Lynn and stuff. But like, I just think, uh, especially like Silver Juice, Starlight Walker, like none of them could play that so good, but they're young and soulful. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just, he just captured a moment where. All the drums and everything sounds so good. And he pl- plus, he plays like lap steel and piano. It's all just so pretty. Like yeah. it all just sits there so good. So one day, that's why I like Nashville too. It's not that far from Philly. I'll just drive to Nashville from my rented house, and I'll, I'll drive from Philly from my rented house in Nashville. You know, write a couple songs, cut a few tracks, and then I'll go over to to Memphis and record with Doug Easley <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good plan. Yeah. Now, when you go to Graceland. I'll tell you. What's your favorite part? The squash court? Elvis' well, squash court? <laughs> the squash court, I don't know what, what that is. It's where all but, his, uh, his jumpsuits and gold records are. No, no, no. Trilogy. Okay, yeah. No, I liked his one room, the pool room. I have some photos. Mm-hmm. Like the, the wallpaper. It was. Uh, it almost looked like a, like a... I don't know how you could describe that, the pool room. Well, it was like a caravan, almost, of some <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just incredible. Yeah. It's like almost, it's like beautiful. It's it, it would almost come off tacky, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And same goes with his back room, that shaggy, shag rug room mm-hmm. with the, I don't know, the lounge area. They're both like the almost room? tacky. Yeah, the jungle room. Or the room. one downstairs with the monkey. The jungle room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, that is, it's got a monkey, right? No. Yeah. The, the one oh, that the has one with the TVs. Oh, the, with TV, the bar? Okay, the TVs. That's yeah. cool, but it's almost like it makes you sick immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it's all mirrors, and it's and he was like, he heard television. that one of the presidents. He heard that one of the presidents watched three TVs at once. So mm-hmm. he like was like, I want to do that because the president. Yeah. And then so he like played three different stations all the time, mm-hmm. except there's mirrors everywhere. So it's almost like a hundred. Yeah, well, three hundred TVs. Three times a hundred. It's like a fly watching television. Three times a hundred TVs. Right. <laughs> Did you know he loved Monty Python? Do you know he was a big Monty Python fan? No. He was. And he would go up to people and be like, Evening, Squire. <laughs> and he would go Say up, no more. <laughs> he would go up to people and be like, Hey, you like Monty Python? I like Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> Pretty amazing, too. Like, they don't let you go upstairs. And, like, he, that, he kept that private. Like, mm-hmm. people would come to visit well, I him. went up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you didn't go? They didn't let you up? I, I was in a 
group tour. Oh, okay. Oh, I was getting a, a private okay. uh, thing. I went up there. Well, you the know, way they the... pitched it was like he didn't like people to see it upstairs. Oh, no, no, no. He, well, he didn't want most people seeing it, but mm-hmm. I, I was up okay, there. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I didn't get to see it, but like also the kind of thing, it's sort of like they, he would have friends over. Do you want to know what's up there? No, no, no. <laughs> but I just want to say that they had friends over, yeah. and then they'd be just waiting for him respectfully. They would never go up mm-hmm. there and look for him, and then mm-hmm. like he would often take take his merry time. It could be yeah. long, it could be short, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden you'd hear it's like, Jewelry rattling down the stairs. Down the like, stairs, yeah. He's like, he's like, I think I'm going to wear this ring today. <laughs> See my friends. You like Monty Python? I like Monty Python. <laughs> you want to know what's up there? You want to know? You want to know a little bit what's up? Yeah, there, what's right? up there? It's pretty cool. Tell me. <laughs> he's got four TVs. <laughs> There's a room with four TVs. One had PBS on it, <laughs> like because it was ABC, NBC, yeah. CBS, and one had PBS. Every now and then, I watch a little. Mm, PBS too. Yeah. <laughs> Julia Child. Yeah. Cooking. Upstairs, downstairs. <laughs> right? He liked upstairs. Oh, Elvis loved upstairs, downstairs, so. Mm. <laughs> We're coming to the end of the show, my friends. Yeah. Prog Rock, Coco, will, will your new album on Merge have any progressive rock influence? Percentage-wise, just give me a percentage from zero to one hundred. It'd be a little bit on the higher side of forty percent. Forty. I there's a lot of things I've been meaning to say and play, and mm-hmm. you know, you should get on there some early ELP sounding thing where it's like, like that song uh, "Barbarian," where it's like. No, is anybody doing that right now? No, nobody is, except for uh, Gary Wrong, I think, is the only one who has some sort of prog influence. Kurt, mm-hmm. when do you start working on another album? I'm going to start soon. And I w- I've been recording little one-offs here and there in our... I recorded in Nashville as well, mm-hmm. um, but I'm gonna start working on like the new KV and the Violators record, and uh, after the summer. And the craziest thing you ever did was this split with Steve Gunn, where you named a song after you put my name in a yeah, song well, title. I had to just do it before somebody else did it. Mm-hmm. I just thought I just did it. because sure. I played that song on your show and just Red Apples. Yeah. Red Apples is a sort of an old song of mine. I played it on your show, and then I I needed something else to do. And also, I knew that uh, Corey, mm-hmm. who runs the label of wh- who put it out. Uh, what's yes. the label? Uh, Three Loved? Yes, Three Loved Records. Fan, really so just, great label. I just had to own it before somebody else did. I was like, this is like your radio show is about, you're about to go mm-hmm. on your own. I was like, I gotta, I gotta grab on the Tom Sharpling oh. and name check him before somebody else tries. Well, that was one of the sweetest things. And I do think, look, there's a... Coco, I'm not saying you have to name two songs. Well, I, after it's the been late now to one up Kurt. It's been put down, hasn't it? The yeah, gaunt. that's my point. I already, <laughs> I already squashed it. Okay, so <laughs> but you could, but you know, uh, it's a whole different game now. More, she, she should. more is better, or mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, you a side, B side. Yeah, could be uh, mm-hmm. two sides of Tom. Tom As opposed to just a just a one sided yeah. view. Yeah, another side of Tom Sharpling. Yeah, mm-hmm. another side. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What's that? Side? Oh, it's gonna. Well, you're. Boy, I hope there's wait. another side. <laughs> I want to meet that version of me. Let me get to that side. 
not happy with this side. <laughs> this side has not been working so well. Yeah, freewheeling Tom Sharpling. Freewheeling mm-hmm. another side. Another side of, of Tom Sharpling. Yeah, self-portrait. The, the basement Tom Sharpling. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, best show. Caller. Hello. Yes. Tom? Hi. I'm sorry. I've got nothing but praise for this show. Yeah, of course you do, because it's... What do you think, we called it the best show by accident? Nah, probably not. Nah. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Bike horn. Oh, man. It's all right. You, so, um, you almost caught yourself last time that time it went through. Did it? Yeah, a little bit. It's fine. Fine. Don't worry, buddy. Kurt. Oh, I'm sorry. You do whatever you want, buddy. I apologize. You know, you mean the world to me. I get the message. So, bro, what what do you what are you you're here with Kurt Vile and Bob Mayer and Coco? Oh, I'm so excited that you didn't drop me because I wanted to say to Bob Mayer that I I hadn't heard of you before, but that last hour of that show was so amazing. Every single thing, that history of the sh- of everything was so amazing. Well, thank you. That's very nice. I, I can't take all the credit. Some of it has to go to the albino janitor who know more about the band than I did, but. <laughs> Of course. What's your favorite and replacements album, caller? My favorite replacements album. I don't have one because oh. I don't know the replacements that much. I have to be honest. Well, you might want to start with their last album and go backwards. That's what I. Do. I know, but I start. I'm starting with the last Kurt Vile album and going backwards. You can't go wrong with that. I when Kurt Vile played Pretty Pimpin', I cried. It was so amazing yeah, on your right? show. I know. I've listened to it. I've listened to it seven times, but when he played it live, mm-hmm. it like broke my heart. And, what like, do you think I, I'm gonna have a clown like, in here? Of course, he's gonna do something amazing. Oh no! Right? No, I knew he would do something amazing, but like I was not expecting that. Right? That that somehow like broke me, and I I don't know why what the sound was, but it like killed me. It was so good. Yeah, it's acoustic guitar vocal. <laughs> It was probably the acoustic guitar. <laughs> My God, me. All right, you're you're done. Best show. How's it going? This is uh, Tyler from Seattle. Tyler from Seattle. What's up, Tyler? Nothing. Uh, I'm I'm drinking a beer on my porch. You're drinking a beer on your porch? What kind of beer? Uh, Rainier beer. Ah. Mm. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What is a Washington's PBR? Mm-hmm. As in Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Yeah. So what? What? What can? What? What can we do for you? Yeah. Uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, some uh, somebody from Seattle called in mm-hmm. about uh, putting a, a friend of Tom in his uh, his Tinder profile. Do you remember that? Mm, sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. so I I put it in, and yeah. then I think I've got. What's that? It's me, Kurt. You sound hey. like Philly. Sound Philly. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good, man. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, what, what are you doing, man? Uh, drinking a beer on my porch. You see, us, you can see us at Bonnaroo. Yeah. I know. 
Oh, no. Dueling vials. <laughs> Butternut, get your banjo. You go, you go Butternut, dun, 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 dun. Can you do that? Can no, that's what Mike asked me. He, Mike, he's yeah, like, do you know the theme from Deliverance? Deliverance. I was like, yeah. um, do you mean dueling banjos? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I did learn it when I was a child. And what was he getting? He's just like, yeah, because I want to let people know that uh, there'll be a deliverance of these uh, masses shirts <laughs> happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, caller. All right. <laughs> Anything else you want to say? Uh. <laughs> the best moment of anything. Oh, Tell me. I love it. It's like... Is that how you gain fans or lose them? Like either way, <laughs> it's sort of like when like somebody praises yeah. praises you and you're yeah. with a friend. Uh huh. The only thing you can do because mm-hmm. it's awkward is mm-hmm. just make fun of them. They're like, "I love you so much," and, uh-huh. and you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> remember, you, you remember, rock them. Yeah. <laughs> you remember when we were at that Neil Young show and the guy came up to you. And what did he say? He's like, he's, he, excuse me, are you Kurt Vile? I was like, nope. You <laughs> <laughs> went, nope. And then he's like, uh, no, I love your music. Yeah, because he knew it was you. <laughs> well, that's what happens when I'm with a friend. It's embarrassing because they really, I'm a, I'm grateful for fandom, as mm-hmm. you are. Yes, of course. Sort of like when I went up to you when I was a fan, you're like, I'm very flattered. And you're like running away. <laughs> um, but they can just really... Once no, in a look, while, make you feel really corny. It's fine. Look, everybody knows Embarrass you're a sweet you in front guy. Of your friends. You're a sweet guy, Kurt. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you're a sweet guy. I have a sweet side. Yeah. I'll give you that. Well, I want to tell everybody first of all. First things first. The mural. Don't miss it. It's in Ridgewood and Bushwick, right on the line there. Wyckoff and Norman. The Halsey L stop, you get your picture taken in front of the thing, you post it at, uh, uh, Best Show Rules NYC, and you post it, and I'll, we'll giving prizes out every day for everybody who does that. Honor the show for once in my life. <laughs> right? For once in my life. Show you care. AP Mike has his masses shirts. Go to apmike.bandcamp.com. Kurt Vile on tour for a little bit this summer. A little bit. Yeah, a little. The album, though, in stores now. Believe I'm going down on Matador. It's a modern classic. Thanks, brother. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's that? Are you Hulk Hogan thanks, now? Thanks, brother. <laughs> I don't know who I am. It's exciting. Uh, I think I'm still, everything I say is very, it could be Philly, that's very Philly, you know? I'm here with Kurt Vile, hey, brother. thanks, brother. Yeah. I'm Philly. Hey, brother, you gonna do In My Time tonight, brother? If you right want to hear, list, you're hey, right. brother, you want it, if you want In My Time, you got it, brother. You one of the Vile Maniacs? Listen, you Vile Maniacs. <laughs> you want In My Time, you got it, brother. <laughs> All right, everybody. It's like, Kurt Vile and the Violators with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and he's on stage. He's like, we're going to do Freak Train next, brother. And then Who just... <laughs> go ahead, go, go. Sorry. No, no. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Here, you talk, and then I'll talk as Hulk Hogan on stage with you. 
You talk Wait, as you. I talk Hogan's way funner. Okay, I'll try. You talk as you. <laughs> no, you be you. You, you. You're right, you. Okay, this is me. Hey, everybody. <laughs> that's not. No, that's. Everybody, I'm going to hear my new hit single, Pretty Pippin. Yeah. All right, everybody, you vile maniacs. Eat your vitamins. Yeah, everybody, uh, listen to Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I see Jello Man out there. What's up, brother? Hey, brother, you ready to hear some little pretty pimpin'? And then one guy's chanting, Jello Man, yeah. Jello Man, Jello Man. <laughs> then he's telling it. He makes it sound like you were, like you were just like, people, please, I'm trying to do my set. Can you let me? Just play my songs. I know you guys love Jello Man so much, but he made it sound like it was like like you were actually like unable to perform because they were screaming Jello Man. Jello Man. Jello Man. Yeah. Just like throwing Jello shots at us until Jello Man showed up. I was like, no, please, I want to. And you're like, and you're just like, oh, this next song, boo. Yeah. This next song in my time, brother. <laughs> Hitting the eye with All right, now give me something to get on pitchfork. Come on, give me one thing without Man. slamming other people. Okay, <laughs> I don't. We can what, let's revisit. What do you mean? I don't know. Some 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 of the good stuff. You got on pitchfork several times. What are you looking for? I'm I'll not looking it. for you to slam other people. That I I, I, I don't. Know, I look that's down. That's what dirt you is. love. But you first of all, you I don't love. slam other people. <laughs> 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 I mean, the, not, the same exact way you do, like, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Yeah, you, you, you need you them a little. Look, I didn't say I didn't. I just don't want you getting in uh, some band fight. I'm never going to be in a band fight. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll say one thing and then I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're Until done, I yeah. show up again. Yeah. Well, Kurt, you I'm know I fight. love you. I'm, I'm so glad you came here, buddy. Me too. Thank you for making the time. And tell everybody about that T-shirt you were, you're wearing. Oh, this is uh, this is George Jones hanging out with the Easter Bunny. I have ten of these shirts. <laughs> it's uh, it's really basically great. I read. I've been country dorking out a lot, but I read, mm-hmm. I read, George Jones's autobiography somewhere in there. Somewhere in there, George Jones's autobiography called "I Live to Tell It All." Mm-hmm. So that kind of tells what the book's about. Mm-hmm. But then, just by chance, at um. Strand Bookstore, in fact, in New York, where you're going tomorrow. Yes. Oh! oh. To, 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 right. to tie it in. Nice. I randomly saw there was a book about Tammy Wynette, which was interesting in itself, but it was written by the guy who wrote Neil Young's book, Shaky, so I picked it up. Oh, yeah, Jimmy. And, uh, yeah, Jimmy McDonut. And, uh. <laughs> Jimmy McDonut. And then, and then, um, anyway, inside, you know, this is like when he was married to Tammy Wynette, and he's. Mm-hmm. So that was like one of his classic insane times. Mm-hmm. Yet inside the uh, Tammy Wynette book, there's a photo of him hanging out with the Easter Bunny, like a real uh-huh. family photo. But he's like got sunglasses on, his jaws clenched. He's probably like, let me get a picture next to this bunny. <laughs> and then like what you don't know is like, you know, probably five minutes later, he beat the crap out of the bunny and uh-huh. threw something like a TV through the window and disappeared for like uh, – Two weeks. So this guy's like my hero, you know. You George, George watch, Jones. <laughs> you should watch the movie. Did you see the Leon Russell movie that just came out? It's been no. it's been unreleased for about forty years. George Jones is in it. It's called a poem. Is a naked person, person. Yeah. 
and it follows Leon Russell from like 72 to 74 and it's kind of that period of stuff that I think you'd like. Yeah. And George Jones is in it. Willie Nelson's is in it. Is Jerry Lee Lewis in it? No. Because no. he played with him too, correct? With or Leon Russell? Leon. Isn't he a, what, the songwriter? Leon yeah, Russell? yeah. Like the, and he played session work? Yeah, he did a ton of, yeah. You he, really should see this movie. He definitely jammed with Jerry Lee too. And this movie, I will say this, slightly weirder, weirder than... Like Gummo, it's <laughs> like if 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 you heard it's just like yeah, this is the movie. Like Gummo was a remake of a poem as a naked person. I'd be like, okay, that's the so. Sense. Is it is it like real, like documented footage yeah, oh yeah. turned into a movie? So it's sort of like Gummo, but real. It's like following Leon Russell and random people in Oklahoma in the early seventies around as they just. There's a scene of a guy painting Leon Russell's swimming pool with, like, a psychedelic thing. And for about one minute, they just show this guy in, like, those, like, 70s jean shorts with no shirt on and barefoot. And they show his feet for about (laughs) 45 seconds of screen time as he gathers uh, scorpions that fell into the pool before he starts painting. Um, You should see this movie. You'd like it a lot. Sounds great. Thank you. So, thank you, Kurt, for coming down. Sure. Bob Mare. Yes, sir. Your book, Trouble Boys, the true story of the replacements, is so great. Congratulations on eight years of hard work. Thank you. You did it. You you, you blew them all away. Every other rock bio is now just sucking wind compared to what you did. Well, I'd like to think so, but probably not. Well, but I'll you take did. It. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> true. All my friends are talking about it. Oh, nice. Seriously. Thank you. Tomorrow, yes. people of New York City, after you go to the mural, let's go to the Strand. Yes. Strand Bookstore, New York City, 7 p.m. I will be uh, doing an event in conversation with John Worcester of uh, various musical endeavors, Super Chunk, Bob Mold Band. Uh, he was also at one time in a band that was managed by the same managers as The Replacements, so mm. he has a deep connection. And, uh, yeah, on a bit of a big book tour this weekend, I'll be uh, in L.A. for your Southern California listeners, uh, doing a thing at Long- in Long Beach at Fingerprints Music with Josh Freeze, who was a drummer on The Replacements Reunion, mm-hmm. plays with Devo and a bunch of other people. And then Sunday in uh, Sunday in Hollywood, I'll be at Book Soup, 4 oh. p.m., uh, doing a little uh, talk and signing there. Last time I, one of the last times I was at Book Soup, Jeff Garland was there. I've heard he's actually a fan of the book. A mutual friend of ours says he's into it, so he's like a big replacements guy, apparently. He was talking super loud in the store. <laughs> Holy moly. So, like, don't you talk quieter when you're around books? They like, think it's a library. This guy's like, hey, does anybody know where the book is? Was he like, hey, brother? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> then Hulk Hogan walked hey, into the book soup. <laughs> Jeff Garland was at book soup. He's like, hey, does anybody? I'm trying to find a book on the undertones. <laughs> then Hulk hey. Hogan came in. <laughs> hey, brother. I got wrestling books over here. <laughs> hey, I'm looking for a Philip K. Dick, brother. <laughs> Coco, Coco Hames, yeah. you are recording your solo album. Yes. Is that a 2017 proposition? Yes, springtime. Right. All right, this time next year we will all be already in love with the record. 
That sounds great. Right? Yes, of course. Yeah. Which will have 12 songs named after you. Should. Kurt. Should. That's fine. Yeah. It should be called You Lose, Kurt. You Lose, Kurt. Coco <laughs> does that. Then she's like, wait, maybe that shouldn't have been what my solo album was about. You Lose, did you lose Kurt. I did it wrong. <laughs> yeah. The, the Tom, Tom, Tom 1 through 12, you, and the yeah. title's it You Lose, Kurt. Yeah. Like, and then it's like. And yeah. meanwhile, you so, see the record and you're like, what? what? Wait, yeah, what is this? What's she talking about? Yeah. Somebody got a little carried away. <laughs> it would be like the. Uh, Sounds right. Be like that Bruce Springsteen song you were singing earlier. <laughs> First, it was my yeah. town to your town. Your home, your hometown, their hometown, <laughs> my hometown, every town. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the best show. We will be back next week. And I'm going to leave you all with something by, that's right, OBN3s. We'll listen to this, and we will be back next week. Thanks for listening. Bye! (laughs) 